Hey there, and welcome to your Nerd of Godcast episode 62 Overture. Tonight, we're talking about winning. From the Oscars to the Olympics to your favorite video game, what does it take to win? How do you know when you're winning? And what do you get that makes winning worth it? Plus, we welcome back Scott Higa from The Christian Nerd to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, play a fun game about being the best, and witness Neff challenge T'Challa to his throne. This is your Nerd of Godcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture finally get their schedules lined up for all these weeks so they can get together and watch all their Olympic curling they have saved up on the DVR, only to find out that nerd culture has accidentally deleted it in order to make room for old episodes of Robot Chicken. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that make you excited about your fandom and your faith, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself because with me, as always, he is... 1.21 gigawatts of twisted steel and nerd appeal. Stevo Supremo. Bazunga bazinga. I hate buddy. you so <laughs> much. Oh, you suck. Dang no. it, man. Right out the gate. Come on. You know, it's funny. I went back. I was listening to some of our old episodes. I was looking for a clip for some re- research reason. Wait, what are you looking for? I might be able to tell you where no, it is. No, it's okay. <laughs> but it was early. I mean, it was really early. And you, you busted out like the Baweep Granaweep. It was like episode four. Yeah. And I was like, you're going to die. You can't keep using this. So I feel like. It's my fault Probably. that you do this. Maybe. I feel you like you did introduce me to Baweep, Granaweep, Ninibob. Yeah, but I didn't say, you know, use it liberally like a subway stamp card or anything like that. Do they Mo- still do subway stamp cards? I don't know who eats at Subway anymore. Moving right along, he's got a nose for news unless he hits the snooze. It's the big man, <laughs> Quentin Gregory Neff. How's that eclipse? <laughs> <laughs> Hey. <laughs> so Neff last night. Um, yeah. So, so Newsday Tuesday went to bed at seven thirty. Yeah. Night. So it's it's like eleven thirty, and Neff has not sent me his devotion, and I'm going for for our our Amazon Echo uh, podcast, our daily daily devotion. I'm texting him, Neff, where are you? <laughs> Neff, where are you? I'm calling him. No answer. I think uh, is he dead in a ditch somewhere? Oh like gosh. what's happening? Where kind is of. he? I put on our like Facebook group page with like our church staff. Like, has anyone seen or heard from Neff? Like, not since three o'clock today. I'm seriously like, I know how much the boy loves milk, but I'd hate to see him end up on the side of a carton. <laughs> but you're okay. You're alive. I told Tony that you were probably sleeping. Oh, you, well, you were right. But you were right. You yes. nailed it. You I, I right. know Neff pretty well. If Neff doesn't answer, he's either sleeping or pooping, and I doubted that he was pooping for that long. <laughs> well, depending on the amount of milk that I drink. Hey, Taco Tuesday got the best of him for real. Uh, moving right along, she is one half of the twins, but she's still twice as much woman as you can handle. It's Jackie. Hey. <laughs> she like that one. What's going on, little one? Um. Contacts are fun. I had them in earlier, and then I took them out right before recording because they were bothering me. Yeah, I saw you, and but and and it's funny because I'm not used to seeing you without your glasses. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like looking. Remember that episode of uh, The Simpsons when Mr. Burns' eyes were dilated, yes. and he was like, "I, I bring you peace. peace. He's breaking face. Kill it. My eyes. I bring you love." Thursdays when I got the um uh, the contacts in, they had to dilate my eyes for it, and they were like super like blown. I looked like a kitty cat. 
<laughs> she's According her, to Sarah. She's her own Snapchat filter. Very nice. Well, it's good to have you tonight. And uh, we have some, a couple absences on the roster tonight. Yeah. Uh, the the EJ and the other twin are gone for various sundry reasons. So I decided that we were going to kick this thing up a notch. Here with me tonight, because mostly because I don't trust leaving them at home with all my snacks. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the show, my family. Hello. Hey. Um, happy recording day, I guess. <laughs> it is my lovely wife, Sheena. Hello. And... Uh, it's good to have you back. This is this is like the last sign of the end times. Everyone thought <laughs> for sure that you would never, ever, like this isn't your gig. This isn't your scene. Yeah. And yet here you are. Again. 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 In this, in but a, she had such a good time the first time. Well, we were I talking did. Disney, so now yeah. we're going to test the levels of that. Speaking of testing the levels, testing the levels of my better judgment, I brought my son on the show. Yabba dabba do. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Like he belongs Steven. with you, Steven. Uh, he's a little Steven. That's uh, the nerd, the nerd of God kid, Christian. Now, Christian, how old were you the first time you came on the Nerd of God cast? I had just turned thirteen. Oh, okay, so that was. It feels like it was a hundred years ago when you were thirteen. You were a wee bitty guy. Now you're a, you're a big boy. You're a. You know, <laughs> so, I didn't mean to sound as patronizing. You're a big guy. Now you're a big boy. <laughs> you wipe your bottom and everything you do. <laughs> I didn't mean this. I didn't mean to say it like that. I apologize. You, I, I literally mean you are a big boy. You're six foot two. You're a giant. <laughs> Just like your father. When you first came on here, you were the nerd of God kid, but now you are the nerd of God young man. So good to have I like you. That. that is a, that a good ring. Ring. doesn't like roll that. off the tongue. It does not. Well, it doesn't. But you know, nor should it. Uh, and uh, of course, keeping all the lights and sounds buzzing and clicking up in the booth. Faithful, brilliant, it is Nicholas Williamson Sadler. Hello. Hey, Nick. What's up, buddy? Not much. Are you okay tonight? Yeah. Just talk louder. Don't over here. That's because you're drinking whatever crystal light crap you're drinking. Went down the wrong pipe. It's the blood of her enemies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Nick, everything good? Yeah. Are you sad? Are you a little sad tonight? He's sad always a little, little sad. Bit. He's you miss, sadler. You missing your buddy? Yeah. You know, Aww. okay, so I have uh, this EJ's list. not here, I know. I, <laughs> we so, all miss EJ, too, Nick. EJ, it's okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, now that everybody's here, we're going to play a quick game of If We Were. A character from a movie or a video game. A famous flying He's from some deep in space. It's time to find out from the his and hers. We're going to play a game called If We Were. Tonight on If We Were, we are going to postulate on who we would be if we were live-action children's television stars. Oh, that's tough. This is a strange one, all right? This is a little out of left field, but it's uh, we're going to go around the table. We'll pick somebody, and then we'll all sort of say, okay, if Neff was a children's television star, who he'd be now? Now, the limitation is they, they have to be live-action. Oh. It does not mean that they have to be human. It does mean they have to be live-action, so not animated, not CG, not a voiceover. So uh, as much as you want to make Steven face from Nick Jr., you can't make him. <laughs> um, Hi, I'm Face. <laughs> uh, so you, we live action, and uh, we'll we'll come back to that in just a second. So while you guys are scratching your heads on thinking about it, uh, we're gonna let you guys in the Nerd of God Squad, our listening audience, know how you can connect with us. We hang out across all of the usual suspects of social media at Nerd of Godcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also check out our blog at www.nerdofgodcast.com, or you can email 
email us at nervegodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. You can also give us a shout on our Nerd of God hotline. That's area code 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. That's 760-NOGCAST. Subscribe to our little mini baby daily Devo podcast, which is available on our Nerd of Godcast website or on the Amazon Echo Alexa-empowered devices as part of your flash briefing. And you can get cool swag like the T-shirt I'm wearing right now if you're watching a video version of this. If you're not, use your imagination. It's cool at the Nerd of Godcast store at nerdofgodcast.com. We are a listener-supported podcast, so the, a great way that you can help us to continue doing all the things that we do is to swing by our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. You can find out about some cool inside scoop materials that we give only to our patrons and the people that sponsor us financially. It doesn't take very much. Uh, you can even do as little as a dollar an episode, but it all goes towards helping us reach our goals to reach the lost from the game stops to the comic shops. We want to take a quick second while you guys are still trying to figure out your live action people to thank some of our uh, patron supporters. We have a couple new ones this week, which I'm really thankful for. So big shout out to Sarah and to uh, Joshua Chalk and to Mary, who is my mom. So yay. Oh yeah. yeah. I forget that your mom's name is actually Mary. It is actually Mary. We all use aliases in our family. It's a witness protection thing. But uh, but thank you to uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Anderson, Joshua Chalk. Sarah. And, uh, yes. Sarah. Sarah, help me. I always go, I always go like labyrinth. Like, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> anyway. What were you uh, doing, Jackie? It's a little video of this guy um, falling out of a canoe, and he's begging for his friend Sarah to help him. He's sinking She's like, in the I canoe. can't. The canoe is sinking. It's a funny video. Look it up. Sarah. Sarah's don't help <laughs> unless they <laughs> want to help <laughs> us on Patreon, which they do. So thank you so much to Josh, to Sarah, and to my mom for sponsoring us on Patreon, as well as Ben and Kevin and other Josh and Zach and Becky and Christian and all the other yeah. people that have been faithful on Patreon. Will you make a big difference? And we salute you. Salute. salute. Let's get back to if we were, if we were live action TV children's hosts. Who would we be? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Who's the star of this year's show? Neff. We're going to let Neff go first. Uh, everyone take a good look at Neff and tell us who you think he would be if he were a kids' TV show host. I don't know how well this one holds up, but okay. this was the first thing that came to mind. Okay. That's Bear from Bear in the Big Blue That House. is exactly what I have for Neff <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I had for you. <laughs> you know why? Because it might. You don't understand. That was my show. I know. <laughs> I used to babysit you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good friends. Goodbye. goodbye. Look, Bear in the Big Blue House was great. Good Christian, job. do you remember this when when you were little? We because we used to watch the Bear in the Big Blue House DVDs at home all the time, and there was one episode where there was a a. a Potty episode, like, oh my, like an everybody no. poops episode. Oh, well, that was like a party. <laughs> no, it was a party. Episode. But that was the it's thing is that they episode. had like it was like this a weird potty. little silhouette cartoon of like it was a disco potty, but it was a p o t t y, oh and God. it was like party, <laughs> disco <know> exactly. party. <laughs> That's so I know exactly what you're talking about. Really it's creepy. Problem I do. But here's the thing is that Christian, that was a big part of your upbringing, and you pee and poop very successfully like an adult now. So I, I, thank you, Bear, in the big blue house. Thank you, Moon. Thanks, Neff. I just love thank you, Neff. I just love the way he does his little head shake little thing. Head thing. Where he's like, and his eyes close and it's 
Like it's a very, what? it's a very good puppet. Okay, Neff, you can pick who's next then, since uh, you, we nailed you as bear on the first try. Oh, we'll go with Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> okay. Who would Jackie I can't, be? I, can't think of I had her I got as one. Molly from Molly and the Big Comfy Couch. I vaguely oh, wait, wait, that was it Molly? I thought it was Lunette. Because that's who I have the uh, Big Comfy Couch. Exactly Unless we're talking about two ever two the little clown girl, right? Yeah, her name is Lunette. Her name is Molly. I'm fairly sure her name is Lunette. Unless the there was two iterations of it. And maybe Molly's the puppet. Yes. Yes, Molly's the puppet. Lynette is the clown girl. Trust me. No, I love that show. I had a crush on Lynette. Oh. Oh, now it's creepy. Well, that's not why. Like, I picked <laughs> you. I'm just saying, I, in the age. But no, the reason I said Lynette for you is because she's very out there and vibrant. Uh, but she's also, like, everything's bigger than her. <laughs> this is true. She is tiny. See, now, I would have gone for, for Jackie. Do you guys remember the show Lazy Town? I yeah. oh. That's what I was just hair. looking up. <laughs> the little girl yes, from the Lazy pink hair Town. girl. I would have said um, cooking by the book. I would have said that one chick from um, Jack's Big Music Show, First Lori off, Bergner. Don't don't call broads chicks, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, I'm Lori Bergner from Jack's Big Music Show. Yeah, I would have said that, but you don't know. You don't. She's okay. all about music, and she's teaching people music. On a show? I didn't watch a lot of TV as a child. Oh, Jack's well, this would have been. Show. You would not have been a child when this was. Out. No. Oh, then I definitely he, don't. This was my generation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's that noggin generation. Oh my god. N O G G I N. All right, Jackie. Um, who's next? Oh, yeah. uh, Christian. Christian. I have over Christian, but I don't think Christian's going to like the one I have for him. <laughs> Which one do you have? I put Pee Wee Herman. That's what I had! <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to go ahead and put that Christian, in. what's today's magic word? Secret word. Secret word. I was going to say something, but now I'm not. Bazinga, 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 bazinga. So whenever you hear that noise... That's not a really good. <laughs> it's not. I can't do Pee Wee Herman. That's why. Hi, boys and girls. It's today's secret word. Today's secret word is Bazinga Bazinga. Anytime you hear the secret word, scream real loud. Let's try it, okay? Hey, Christian, what's the secret word today? Bazinga Bazinga. Ah! And now it's time for a penny cartoon. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sheena Penny. Penny. That's Penny. over here. <laughs> All right, Christian, who's next? Um. Sheena. Sheena. Okay. Now y'all have to answer very carefully. <laughs> I said Clarissa from Clarissa Explains It All. Okay. okay. I had Topanga from Boy Meets World. So you guys are going for like, excuse for like older, like yeah, like older. tweeny shows. You got to remember when, well, well, see now I watched Boy Meets World and Clarissa Explains All when I was a child. Like they were not geared necessarily towards me. But they were still like on Nickelodeon. Gotcha. I gotcha. Women's role wasn't. It was ABC. I know because it was a Disney Channel or Disney produced show. Okay. It did. We Came on, on TGIF on Fridays. Oh, like, I know who Steve is going to be. Don't fight about this now. Bye. <laughs> Nothing? Any, anybody else got anything besides Topanga or Clarissa? Are you just going for like blonde girls <laughs> in TV shows? <laughs> well, no. Mostly? Yeah. Kind of. Topanga was brunette. Was she? Yeah. No. Most, she's, most, she's like a light Most brown. definitely was brunette. I don't That's think she was blonde. <laughs> yeah, she's not blonde. She's not blonde. She, she had blonde mix. highlights. She had blonde highlights at one point. Yes, which means she was blonde. She's That's like a light fake brown. blonde. I'm looking up Topanga right now. Danielle Fischel. <laughs> no, I'm just looking up Topanga. Oh. Tapioca. Topanga is a census-designated <laughs> place in western Los Angeles County, California. I wonder where they got that name from. Okay. Topanga. Topanga Lawrence. All right, I think that she's it's blonde. Brown with mm. blonde Wait, that's highlights. Wait, what picture are you looking at? That's definitely brown. Oh, that is a sexy picture of Topanga. <laughs> oh no! Thanks, Google image search. That's blonde. Let me okay. see. Let me see blonde. the picture. Yeah. Let me like see the dirt. picture. That's... I'm turning it over here to you. 
That's, that was when she had blonde highlights. That was when they. That's were, not blonde highlights. The other yeah, ones were blonde, were blonde highlights. highlights. Steven, shut your mouth. Those I watched that show every week <laughs> for several years. She has brown hair. Did you watch oh, all of it, Steven? Yes, I watched all of I've it. I've seen every single episode several times, Neff. I watched them Get a on thousand my times. I watched them. Why are you trying to one up? Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to two up you. I, I think, are you guys fighting over my wife? I'm not know. sure what you guys <laughs> are thinking in some kind of weird way. I think we are, but I'm not meaning to. Do you get the fisticuffs? <laughs> Let me go grab the fisticuffs real quick. Yeah. Uh, how about Nick Sadler? I had him as Doogie Hauser. Uh, again, you guys are getting away from the children's show. From Neff, uh, for Nick? Doogie no, I, I said I for Nick, show? I said Dr. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. You guys are like in full-on situational is comedies. That, is oh, that I know not a, Bunsen Honeydew, huh? Yeah, from, okay. the, from the Muppets. All right, Nick, how do you feel about that? I have no idea who that is. <laughs> He's the scientist, and he makes a lot of inventions, and he has Beaker, and Beaker helps him mess things, mess things up. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't what know was why. That? Was that you? That yeah. was good, Christian. Thank you. <laughs> that was a good meep there. <laughs> okay. Not our most successful if Not we like were, Bill but Nye. we will We will push on. Wait, uh, we didn't, wait we Bill didn't, Nye? Yeah. That's what I said. Ooh, um, I like Bill we didn't, Nye. We didn't. Bill Nye's the worst. Hey, technically, I, I, we'll, <laughs> we'll have the same degree. You and Bill Nye? Yeah, he just yep. has a degree in engineering. He's yeah. a bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Yeah, absolutely, which makes him completely <laughs> qualified to talk about uh, genetics and uh, global warming. Totally. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's funny. Bill Nye, I was always more of a Beekman's World guy. I don't know if you guys yeah. are. Yeah. No, because I'm not from Canada. I love. Was Beekman's World Canadian? Pretty sure. Was it? No. It was on Netflix. I like I like Bill Nye, the science guy. I always fancied myself more of a uh, Dave Coulier from not Full House, but from when he was on the uh, Nickelodeon show Out of Control. Who who is the dude? It was Jack Hanna? That's who it was. I answered the my own animal question. guy. Yeah, yeah. And there's another dude. There's an older George dude. Steele. There's an older dude. Right, is somebody giving you a dime every time you say dude? <laughs> <laughs> there was another gentleman <laughs> and a younger gentleman, and I can't remember which one was which. Was Jack Hanna the older guy? I, 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 are you Think thinking so? like Jim and Marlon Perkins? No. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> the crocodile hunter? No. I can't remember. Steve Allen. All right, good times. Yeah, we didn't well, do you, Tony, or Steven. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I just took Dave Coulier, and you guys Steven. were, you guys are off, to, so totally off of children's shows at this point now. That I because like children's shows, from for a children's shows are hard. Like straight children's shows are hard because most of them are animated. Yeah. Uh, like when I think of children's shows when I was a kid, I think of Barney. Okay. That's are you gonna, not are you, animated? Are you, are you saying animated. that I'm Barney? No, not at all. Are you I saying said, that I'm Barney? <laughs> no, I said you. Were, I said you were either Fozzie Bear or Mark Summers. No, see, I had Tony as Steve, and I had Steven as Joe. Oh, oh. oh. Wow. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's For Steven, um, I don't know if you guys are like big noggin fans, like I was when I was little, but I don't know if y'all no. remember the Upside Down um, show. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With those Australian guys or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember what the name of them was, but the Wiggles. I could, yeah, I know. I the Wiggles. <laughs> the <upside down> show. <laughs> yeah, I could see Steven as one of those. I like guys. the Wiggles. The I Wiggles, like the Wiggles too. I remember when, uh, with speaking of Blues Clues and the Wiggles and stuff, when Christian was little and it was Christmas time, they had all these different Christmas specials on for for Noggin. Everybody had their Christmas special, and the Blues Clues episode, they uh, they were like, "We're gonna go visit some of our friends," and they went to these different houses, and they went to one friend where Tyrese was there, and he was talking about uh, celebrating Kwanzaa. Wait, Tyrese Gibson? Tyrese, yeah. And Tyrese was celebrating Kwanzaa, and then they went over to somebody's house where they were celebrating Hanukkah. I don't remember who it was, but it was uh, some kind of uh, Jewish entertainer cameo. And then they went to, um, I think it was Winona Judd. 
was at the house, and they're like, for the Hanukkah? No, 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 for oh. Chris, for Christmas. And they're like, we're celebrating Christmas. It's a time for family where we celebrate a very special birthday. And then that's all they said. Like they didn't say anything else. And it was like all of these shows were so terrified of saying anything about Jesus or saying any like reason for the season, except for the Wiggles. Like the Wiggles were straight up like they opened up the show with like, and baby Jesus is, and they talked about Jesus the whole time. And I'm like, you see that creepily? Yeah, Wiggles. They, I mean, you know, probably. Baby. Jesus. It was only creepy because there was four of them. That was why, it, like, similar to Ninja Turtles or um, whatever. Uh, all right. girl now. Oh yeah, I could see Steven as Michelangelo from Ninja Turtles. There was a. They did have. A they did have live a live action yeah. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, fair enough. They, they crossed over onto the Power Rangers one time. Steven, are you mad mm. that nobody wanted to make you a Power Ranger? No, a little bit. <laughs> but there's really no Power Ranger I would have fit in with. Well, you're wearing a blue shirt, so you can be the Blue Ranger. He, he was my favorite when I was a child. From the new movie. So that was if we were. If you think that we have messed, uh, messed up, missed up. Our- <laughs> yeah, we definitely messed that up. <laughs> so that's if we were. If you think that we have missed uh, something that was obvious, or there's uh, one of our favorite shows that we, the, your favorite shows that we didn't mention, please let us know in the comments below. Um, are there comments below on this? I'm sure. Yeah. Let us know across all of the, the different social medias and uh, let us know who you would be. I, I would like to be someone from the Great Space Coaster. That was it. As long as I'm not somebody from the HR Puffin Stuff. That was a creepy show. HR Puffin Stuff. You can't get a little because you can't get enough. That was, a, that was a weird show. I don't remember. I'm going to take your word for I it. I love it. that show. All right, listen. You guys live in the era of YouTube. There is nothing that has ever been filmed that is off limits to you you can go back and watch all the weird creepy stuff uh sid and marty croft they did all these weird tv shows for kids that were unfortunate enough to grow up in the 70s you go back and watch an episode of the great space coaster gary Gnu, come on I'm too scared now you, you're scared me. i don't want it no, i don't want it i don't want it i don't want it i've already watched enough hr puff and stuff i'm good have you watched hr puff i, I grew stuff? up watching hr puff and stuff it's weird right I love it. It's great. It's weird. There's right? a talking. There's a talking. There's, there's a, talk, a talking golden flute. A golden flute. That what talks? more do you need? Well, let's let's be real. Pee Wee's Playhouse was a weird show too. No, okay. Pee Wee's Playhouse. There's like Playhouse. all these. There's that a southern. There's a dragon that speaks with a southern accent. And, and the, the weird. Main, the witch. The way which is like a dude, but like playing. <laughs> was it, wait, witch. was it? I don't know. I don't think so. It's, it, it you like might be it. remembering it wrong, or you might have been watching a different puff and stuff. <laughs> I know my mom really liked Fraggle Rock. <gasps> Fraggle, Fraggle Rock, Rock was great. Fraggle Rock was yes. fantastic. I wasn't on to watch Fraggle episodes. Rock. Okay, I wish we well, could Fraggle do. Fraggle Rock was Why? like. How, 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 that's Wait, I take my back. Steven is Wembley from Fraggle Rock. I'm okay with that. I like Fraggle Rock. Yeah. No, no, I found a fraggle. <laughs> Mom, a fraggle. What was the the trash heap from Fraggle Rock? Remember that? They, it was like there was b- this big sentient pile. It was like Jabba the Hut of trash. Oh, I remember all, that. All I know about Fraggle Rock is the commercial that I saw every time I watched the Muppet movie on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> they play the opening theme song for for Fraggle Rock. I so. love the Muppet movie too. It's so good, it's so good. Classic. Steve Martin was in it. Mm-hmm. Oh. May I? <laughs> <laughs> In all of his sarcastic glory. Oh, I see. Oh. Call for Miss Piggy. Are you Miss Piggy? Drinks are on the house. Everyone runs up to the roof. <laughs> Where are the drinks? That's the slimiest, <laughs> dirtiest, filthiest place. No, you the should earth. talk with the manager. I am the owner. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I got the line wrong. You had it's to it's correct okay. me in front of you. You couldn't have just adapted it and rolled Why would thing. I adapt it if it's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie too much. I do. I love that movie too. In the purple clamshell that it came in. 
Yeah, dude. Well, mine wasn't the purple clamshell. Mine was the original. Tony had an actual like reel to reel. That's how you watched it. Yeah. It was a Super 8 copy for I did. some reason. I think I saw it in the theater. I did. I loved That's it. That's awesome. I loved it. Muppets are great. Muppets are my Super favorite. Um, well, you guys know what time it is. <gasps> no, what time is it? It's time for the Neff News, Sheena. Uh-huh. Yeah. News time. What? You better hope you don't make any mistakes. I'd, I'd hate to have to correct you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Are we doing this? Yeah, it's, it's on now. Weird, no. How does that no. feel? It's okay. like discs of Tron in here. I don't like that. I'm not athletically gifted enough to play that game. <laughs> I'm not good with dials. <laughs> All right, hey everybody, welcome to Neff News. My name is Neff. Hi Neff. Hey Neff. Hi Neff. Hi. Hi. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> that was Christian. Yeah, I know who it was. <laughs> This is brought to you by Dairy. Won't realize you need to slow down till it slows it down for you. <laughs> you know, I thought I was gonna miss the font jokes, but that was that was pleasant. <laughs> you know, I just want to go to Culver's and get a milkshake right now, uh, right stinking now. But your colon doesn't. <laughs> and here's your news in nerd culture this week. Uh, this joke would have done a lot better if Jessica was here. In comic book news. Avatar The Last Airbender is getting a comic book series starring characters from the original series, including Aang, Katara, Sokka, and Toph. I'm excited to see James Cameron's work in, in book form. You shut <laughs> up. So, oh, sorry, you're right. M. Night Shyamalan's work. Oh. So good. Oh. Okay, now I never watched Avatar. I, I never watched The, Air, is the Air, Last Airbender. Was yeah. that what it was? It was so good. awful. Wait, because people love it. No, the, the show. The show. Oh, the, the show. no, the show is great. The movie was awful. Uh, I've, I've never seen either of them. The show is fantastic. By the way, yes. Neff, you posted something about the Dragon Ball Z movie the other day. Did I? Did somebody did? Blake did. Blake did. I hate, Wait, which I Dragon Ball that. Z movie? The, the yeah, it was, one the, it was the worst. The one where they had like the white the live dude action Goku and people got mad. Mm. I don't think it was that terrible. No, stuff. no I mean, but so what was so wrong with the Airbender movie? Uh, Shyamalan. M Night and just, Shyamalan. No. Just... <laughs> Okay, but the cartoon was great. Yeah, the cartoon was great. Was great. It, it, came, it came out series. during a time when M. Night Shyamalan was not doing his best work, and I think he tried to Post do that. Post Lady in the Water pre-split. <laughs> Wait, I, did you like Lady in the Water? No, I did. I, I liked Lady, Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water good. I don't like that movie. It was good. Watch it, it again. Watch it as an adult. I did watch it as an adult, and what? I didn't like it. Wait, you've only been an adult for like six months. Is what? it like? Is it like still? In I've your, seen it recently. Is it in your red box queue? Like, what's going on? Is my red box queue? <laughs> I've never used a red box. You only, have, you only have newish movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to go to a Seven Eleven or something look, to go get one of those. I, I confess, I look Walgreens. at I look at people with judging eyes that, that shop at the red box. I do too. They pick up the little screen outside the Seven <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, it's got like a weird shade so nobody can look at your That's sad purchase. Here's <laughs> my $1 disc that has no bonus features and only subtitles in French. <laughs> but not French that you want. French Creole. Hey, what's wrong with French Creole? Nothing, man. Ça passe. La boulette. All right. In video game news, Rocket League players are now able to tumble around the court in the Dark Knight Trilogy's very own Tumblr Batmobile. Say what? Cool. In related news, Burnout Paradise is remastered. Oh, and yeah. is being released in less than two so weeks. Less than a week by the time this podcast comes good. out. God bless. So good. So good. I just want to bring that back. I have watched that trailer for that game 
like like probably twenty times. Really? It's so exciting. Just today? Because, no, not today. But just because. <laughs> so good. Well, what what game did you just talk about? Now? Wait, what? Uh, Burnout Paradise. No, you're, you're, excuse one. me. You are speaking <laughs> over my wife. Shut up. Boy. Shut it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You were saying, dear. I said that means I'm not going to see you for a while. I think. No, you'll see me. Just you'll see me sitting on the couch <laughs> playing PlayStation. <laughs> I'm sorry. What she said wasn't worth me shutting you up. <laughs> What oh. game were you talking about? Not Burnout, but the other <laughs> I'm one. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do I need to sit between you two? Uh, I guess none of you guys will be seeing me anytime soon. <laughs> Take it now. What game were you talking about? In movie news. <laughs> <laughs> it was Rocket League. Rocket League. Yeah, I've Steven. never heard of Rocket League. I was wondering what it's, it was. It's soccer, but you're in cars. Oh, that's interesting. That's. Is it Do they have DeLoreans? No. no. Oh, that's that's stupid. Forget that game. Actually, no, they do. They have a. I think they have a back to the future dlc pack well then i take that statement back i'm, oh, no, you can't I'm take gonna it back, look it up Steve. oh it's topanga still on my phone <laughs> <laughs> which topanga the nice the, topanga the blonde one the, the safe search topanga yeah <laughs> safe search what? topanga needs to be a bad name we're the australian we're we all safe search topanga rocket we need a rule rocket league has a delorean mm. back to the future dlc pack i, I am buying that game Tonight. You just said you hated it. Because no, it didn't have a DeLorean. You're a gutless flip-flopper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, in movie news, the Oscars were this weekend. Yes. With the movie with the fish winning Best Picture. Uh, Jim Gordon won Best Actor. So that was cool. Justin Hammer won Best Supporting Actor. Miss Clavel from Madeline won Best Actress. And Peach the Starfish from Finding Nemo won Best Supporting Actress. Nice. Yeah, who cares about that? Let's talk about what everyone really wants to talk about. The Razzies. Yeah. yeah. The Emoji oh, Movie. The Emoji Movie. <laughs> the Emoji Movie took home the honor of the worst picture of the year. Hello. While Tom Cruise took home worst actor for his role in The Mummy. Ha! Oh, and Tyler Perry took home worst actress for his role <laughs> in Boo 2, a Medea Halloween. Have you guys ever seen, have you seen one of these Medea movies? Not, yeah. not a one. The only Tyler Perry movies I've seen are ones that he's not directing. Which was Star Trek and uh, some Alex Cross movie, which I was... Oh, you mean was, Alex Cross? It was so terrible. We, we Now, we had some yes. cable package like <laughs> deal where we were watching... It was the Oprah Winfrey Network. We were watching Owned. something on Oprah Winfrey Network. I don't know if it was like one of these... Uh, oh, the own? It was Undercover Boss or something like that. We were watching something on the Oprah... Yeah, own, the OWN, mm-hmm. um, which is NWO backwards. <laughs> I don't know, like it sounds... Uh, <laughs> your, when when you're Oprah Winfrey Network, you're Oprah Winfrey Network for life. Oprah. Sweet, too. <laughs> and there was all these commercials for these Tyler Perry written, produced TV shows, and they were like so trashy looking. Mm-hmm. Like they were super, super... And I, I thought that... And I might be wrong here. I thought Tyler Perry was like a Christian. I remember used to, they used to see Medea movies in the Christian bookstore. Somebody, really? Yes. Uh, like a lo- yeah, I used to go to Longs Christian bookstore that. and they had Medea movies. It was the, I promise you because I didn't know what a Medea was and I'm like I'm pretty sure that's some dude. Uh but it was Medea, they would have the it was the Medea VHS and DVDs right next to the like Chandra Pierce <laughs> videos like the you know comedy Who's Chandra Pierce? She was a Christian comedian I think and she was wacky and the Mark Lowry tapes uh, Who's you know Mark Lowry he was Isn't a, he the guy from uh what Good are Morning tapes? America? That no, Mark Lowry's was one of the gay things. Isn't he? Oh yeah, Matt Lauer. <laughs> That's Wait, isn't he? Was it? Wasn't he in uh, in uh, Bad Boys with Will Smith? It was Martin Lawrence. Oh, you guys done? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Mark Lowry was part of the Gaither vocal group. He's and part he, of the what? <laughs> <laughs> I love Thor The Dark World, but not that much. <laughs> Gaither. <laughs> Gaither. <laughs> we just deflated Jackie. <laughs> Gaither. Not. Okay. Gaither. <laughs> Neff, is that the... Is, Somebody let me know if Medea was supposed to be Christian, because if Medea was, I'm confused, because Tyler Perry is making some straight-up raunchy trash right now. Looks like spinoffs from uh, R. Kelly's Trapped in a Closet. Oh, my. Midget. Midget. Uh, That's Lucius. not everyone. That is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Do you remember when you had never heard Trapped in the Closet? <laughs> And like I, I hated you so much. For like three days, I would just yes. like sneak up on her and try to play that song. You know he's he's making like like seven o'clock in the morning. Watch us up the stupid on TV. No, one. I know that's the appropriate one. I don't even want. What was it? I don't. I don't even like liver. It's like I heard Whatever. you say liver. I'm like no. I said deliver. She said, whatever. I said, I heard you say liver. You guys are going to be great roommates. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so Sheena, now that I've been reminded of this, get ready. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Oh, yeah. There's been nothing to today. I mean, plus tomorrow. I forgot that, I was, that we're still in the middle of the oh, news. Oh, Nev, I had forgotten you were there. You may go now. <laughs> uh, like a thief in the night. <laughs> Bazinga, bazinga. Ah! <laughs> All right. Well, what? for the last couple of weeks, we have been doing a crossover with uh, our friend Scott Higa from The Christian Nerd in a session of the show that we've been calling ICU MCU. So all the way from sunny California, we have with us to talk about tonight's special edition of ICU-MCU. It is the one, the only, the Christian nerd, Scott Higa. Welcome to the Christian... Well, welcome to the Nerd of Godcast. <laughs> welcome to the Christian Nerd of Godcast. on the Christian Nerd, Tony. I appreciate it. It is my pleasure. Say hi to Ron. Uh, no, um, uh, welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, Scott, and uh, we're glad to have you with us tonight. We're going to be talking a little uh, Age of Ultron tonight. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Uh, I, I mean, missed you guys last time. I missed we missed all of you. you. We missed you too, Scott. See, you guys are Thank saying you. you're saying how you miss him, but uh, like I feel like I talk to him at least three times a week on these things now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just I listened. I listened to his podcast today, so I did feel like I was just talking to him earlier, but he just wasn't listening to me. Oh, I didn't oh. get. I haven't listened to Monday's episode yet. The ones so, we uh, love never really like leave. Tony and Steven's relationship is Steven just talks and Tony doesn't listen. Well, that's well, that's yeah. not. I listen to everything <laughs> Steven says, so I can pro- properly learn how to ignore him. <laughs> it's like immunization is what it is. Yeah. Uh, no, we uh, we have a great great relationship. Communication is the cornerstone of any good. All right, so uh, let's talk a little uh, a little Age of Ultron tonight, the second in the Avengers uh, trilogy here that we're we're staring down. Yeah. Uh, quint quadrilogy, I guess it'll be by the time it's all said and yeah. done with. Um, Age of Ultron. So so take us on the tour, man. What'd you think about it? I I remember it was the it's special to me because Ron and I we recorded our very first episode of the Christian uh, Christianer podcast after we saw Age of Ultron that was our inaugural episode so nice. that was a lot of fun and <clears throat> I remember thinking back then that you know my mind had been blown because it was totally awesome and we talked about how much fun it was and looking back and watching it my mind may not be as blown as it was when I first saw it, but it's still a lot of fun. Like, there's great parts and good moments, and 
yeah, I, I, I like it. I don't I don't have anything against it, I don't think. So what was what was the most impressive thing on your first viewing that you can remember? Like you said, mind blown. What was it that, that really like I think I think you know, you go back to that scene when they're fighting the church and everyone's just like spinning around mm. and it's playing the new Avengers theme and everyone's doing their thing and visions ripping people apart and you know, right at the end when Captain Rock say Avengers assemble and they cut him off. Yeah, I agree about that. that. I think it's all that stuff just seeing it's like, oh hey, they've got all these heroes assembled again. Like that's totally awesome. Little did you know they were gonna do it a year later in Civil War. And Captain America. So, yeah. Avengers two point five. Yeah, I think it lost a little bit of its shine because of that, that they got even more heroes together to fight. Uh, Do you really? Because when we talk that movie, I can't wait to talk about how excited I am about Civil War Mm. and how good it was, even though it could have been. No, no, no. I think it takes some of the shine off of Age of Ultron. Oh, okay. I got you. Because it's looking back. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, all these guys are some like, oh, hey, even more of them are assembled, you know, 363 days later. And and, and for a a great cause. And they, they definitely, looking back at this kind of after seeing Civil War, after seeing the other movies, I really felt like this movie had more impact to me watching it now because of yeah. how many things it successfully set up. Mm-hmm. And that was my big complaint when I watched it the first time was I felt like they spent a lot of time just kind of chasing side stories. But now that these things have come and are coming to fruition, I, I went back and looked at it and went, wow, they really set a lot up. Yeah, definitely. Um, Even just like looking at how the, the vibranium was. It's like, yeah. Oh, that's exactly that's exactly what it looked Black like. Panther. Yeah, it's exactly what it was like. And and Claw meant a lot more to me now that I'd seen him in Black Panther, and uh, and you know just really really good stuff. Even though the whole setup for the Infinity Stones, Black Panther, the Civil War, the tension that was kind of building between Thor Ragnarok and Thor Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Although the Thor Ragnarok was the the loosest connection. Yeah. Like you can see that was one that uh, they they abandoned. I but, think they abandoned the direction they were going to go when. Uh, to, to, to Haney Taika Waititi but it, but it did it did yeah, give Idris Elba a chance to be in Age of Ultron which makes it my favorite Avengers movie but so Idris far. Elba looked very different in Age of Ultron than he did well, in, he was just a vision he was, great. He was just a vision but, uh, so so what did what did you love about it this time around Scott I so I was watching it and I, all I remember from the first Avenger not all because I remember every moment of that movie because I've watched it 12 times but one of the big things was Jeremy Renner complaining about his character of Hawkeye that he didn't get to do anything mm-hmm. and then very clearly the squeaky wheel got the oil because he had so much to do in this movie and it was great yeah. I loved everything that he had to do but his character which was the least fleshed out of all the Avengers gets the most fleshed out which is is great I, I really liked his characterization but movie. I and I loved how he he did he got a lot more time but it all stayed very grounded I mean the, the line that he gives he's <laughs> like we're fighting an army of giant robots and I've got a bow and arrow none of this yeah. makes sense you know yeah. like, <laughs> keeping it, it real they kept it real they kept him very well grounded that quick guy now with yeah, the family which makes them more identifiable than like any other hero because nobody else has those familial connections which yeah you really need oh that's one of the great things we want to talk about Ant-Man next week is I think that makes Ant-Man so great is the family stuff yeah. that's in there and you get a little bit of that with Hawkeye and it's so true I, I you, like that. you don't get that with a lot of the other Marvel superheroes I, yeah. I mean you have like the kind of romantic interests and you get a little bit of that in Thor but it's kind of hard to relate to it when you have a backstabbing brother and a, and a one-eyed king <laughs> for your father hopefully that's hard to identify with <laughs> nobody wants a Cyclops or a father and a traitorous brother nobody um, unless nobody. you're 
really, really into Greek food and you want to take this whole <laughs> mythology thing to the next level. Um, so so I, I made a couple notes, just kind of walking through. What do you, the, the first thing that happens in the movie, I mean, the first thing that they open up with, um, they, they kind of rail on Captain America a little bit because he, he calls out Tony Stark for using bad language. <laughs> And I don't know. It was funny at the time, and I kind of don't know the, the, if, if I like it or not. If you you have the the juxtaposition of him in the first Avengers movie when he has this great Captain America moment, where of of you know those those guys, you know, there's only one God, and, and he doesn't dress like them. Yeah. To to this one where they're sort of playing his his naivete, naivete and and kind of old fashioned purity as a, a weakness or as a, a punchline. I still like. It. I think it's funny. Okay. Well. <laughs> But I, I'm from I'm from the heathenistic California, unlike you, from the righteousness of the Bible Belt. Man, you make, Florida, you make it personal. Is, is Florida part of the Bible Belt, yeah. or are we like a little uh, below the belt? We we're <laughs> we're a little below the belt. <laughs> because if everyone remembers, Florida goes crazy like every other day. We do, but California is crazy all the time, and it's next level yeah, crazy. We are. Um, <laughs> I know, I'm driving right now, so you might get to experience how crazy it is. So, oh, okay. I, I, safe, might, I might have my own Tony Stark moment that you have to bleep out. Language. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, language, language, Scott. Not here on the Christian Nerd Podcast. You can't curse like that. Yeah, no, not on the Christian Nerd Podcast. No, not here. <laughs> Anywhere but here. So these Hydra guys, big battle at the beginning. They open it up, full throttle, big battle. These Hydra dudes are definitely getting killed. They are not getting due process. They are getting shot and blown up and, and Hulk smashed. Um... One thing that I noticed in going through this movie that I didn't notice the first time, uh, and I, was, I always love it when I go back and find things in movies, and it's like, oh my goodness, that's been there the whole time, and I didn't see it, is over, I assume it's Grand Central Station, wherever the Battle of New York kind of took place in the first Avengers, uh -huh. they changed the statue on the top of that movie, uh, on the top of that building, to show, like, firefighters and soldiers and police officers, and it had the big logo <laughs> underneath it that said the Battle of New York. That's cool. Like, as a, as a commemorative thing. That. I didn't notice that either until I watched it yesterday. Yes. I'm like, wait, what? Back that up. Um, really cool that there was they had that nice, nice throwback. Um, I love the scene with Thor, with the hammer, when they're all kind of sitting around oh, Avengers yeah. Tower. Yes, Absolutely. of course. Brilliant. And uh, that, that, that t Captain America kind of got the little wobble on it. Was, nothing, was nothing. Wonderful. Uh, What's you... great is that it's, it totally pays off later on in the movie, too, when Vision just picks it up. Yeah. Like, it's not just a scene for the scene's sake. It sets up something great towards the end. We're like, oh, this weird robot British guy, we should let him fight with us because he picked up Mjolnir. <laughs> and there's and which goes back to an episode that we did previously worthy like who would be worthy oh, to pick yeah. up Thor's yeah. hammer I think we decided Optimus Prime was the only one they could pick up maybe Lion-O well not uh, anymore not after the last night Mouse, Optimus Prime drops some you know yeah listen we don't, there. we don't count the Transformers movies they're garbage <laughs> hot garbage no no the animated movie yeah no, wait a second. No, that was, I was thinking that was Bumblebee. No, 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 no. Listen, there was two. There was cuss words. Uh, listen, don't, two. don't try me on this one, Higa. There was two swear <laughs> okay. words in the animated movie. One was Bumblebee and one was Ultra Magnus. Uh, okay. Who was basically Prime. Optimus Prime. He was, yeah, he was Albino But he was Prime. no Ultra Magnus he Prime. Was, he was Robert Stack. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Prime. Prime's a classic good guy, man. He's okay, okay. clean sorry, mouth. Sorry, clean sorry. That's why he wears that shield there. That's a, that's a, a filter <laughs> over his mouth. Um... I, I, so there were so many things that were brought back from other Marvel movies. I, I love Peace in Our Time. Uh, that, that was a mm. quote. That was a, a Tony Stark quote, I believe, from the first Iron Man movie, maybe from Iron Man 2. And uh, that became Ultron's sort of phrase that was sort of his motivation, his, you know, his corrupt code of peace in our time. Let's eliminate yeah. everybody. 
Um, what, so, so that brings us to Ultron. How fantastic! Uh, how fantastic is Ultron? Like you know, you get to like Christopher Walken. Like he's just a caricature of himself, and you love it because he's Christopher Walken. Yes. Please don't try your Christopher Walken in First Nation. Uh, it's building. It's building. I can feel it. Hold on. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm putting my Optimus Prime shield up now. Go. Fat boy I Slim feel plays like James Spader has gotten to that same mm. level. Yeah. Where I just love everything he does because I love him as James Spader. Like, yeah. I feel like in real life he's a really really creepy. Uh, eccentric weirdo that yeah. I wouldn't want to hang out with, but I love want to watch do stuff. Yeah, I just I'm want California. to watch Ultron and Robert California and the dude for the Blacklist just be cool and creepy and awesome. Imagine if Ultron was at the pool party at Robert California. <gasps> How awesome would that have been? Oh my gosh! You guys are celebrating. <laughs> well, he was already naked, so he's got one. <laughs> he's he's ahead of everybody else. I don't drink. Oh wine. my goodness. <laughs> Uh, so I think I think uh, I was gonna I think Robert California does a great job. I think James Spader does a great job. They all blur together, Ultra, don't but, they? Yeah, but but as a villain, I think he's menacing. I think there's just like that twinge of craziness, which I don't know was in the script or James Spader brought to it, where it's like, oh, this is a robot. Oh, but he's also a little nuts. Like when he's talking about, oh, what do you call the those little things that humans have? Babies. I forgot the. I word lost. There. I lost like, the word what? there. Or when he accidentally, what is, what is, when, a... when he cuts off Claw's arm, yeah. he's just like, oh, 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 I'm oh I did that. I'm I did sorry. that. My bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really good. And I, I, I thought there was a, some moments that I'd kind of forgotten that he used a lot of levity in it. And I, I didn't know if I wanted to be twisted up about that or not. But you know what? I just liked him so much. The mocap on him was so good. I didn't realize this, that one of the reasons they brought Andy Serkis in as Claw is because he did the motion capture work or, or a lot of the did motion. He? he did, he did oh. like motion, motion capture consultation. I read it in the credits, uh, okay. uh, which he's just the best at it. But uh, no, I, I guess actually that Robert California uh, himself did the, uh, did the Ultron yeah, so suit. Yeah, I've seen some behind the scenes stuff where he's standing there with that giant thing on his shoulders. Yeah. And, you know, Elizabeth Olsen's having to stare up at the face of Ultron while James Spader's talking out of Ultron's neck. Yeah, but Andy Serkis kind of helped direct a lot of that motion cap, which okay, there's, there's nobody better sense. than him. There are no strings on me. Uh, it was mm. so good. Oh, it's from so the trailer. Creepy. And it's like, yes. hey, Disney owns us. We could, Let's use the things now. Oh, it's yeah. I, I think that was one of the first things people talked about. Like, oh, we can use Pinocchio's voice in this trailer because we don't have to pay Disney anything. Yay. Because they own us. Yeah, they do. We are, we are all in this together. Um, it was a High School Musical reference. Yep. Also, nope. Disney. We're all in the that's that, that's the, that's the, that's the theme. That's the, the the fifth Avengers movie. It's after Infinity War. The, the fourth. Of, <laughs> it's the musical. Avengers. We're all in this together. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So much of it led up to the other movies. Um, I, I love the. Now we talked about this, I think, in a, when we were discussing Captain America, and we, we were talking about the, the the flashback scenes, the bad dream scenes, the yeah. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch fever dreams, whatever they are. Um, looking back at that again, that was a disturbing a, a little montage there. Yeah, it was very creepy. It, it wasn't it wasn't comfortable. And no. now Thor thinks, oh, they can't. I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm mighty. mighty. Yeah, it's like I don't or don't you enjoy seeing Thor's Thor and not Thor is. Thor, Ragnarok. Yes. Yeah, what, what do we call him? Space Bro? Yeah. Space yeah, Bro Thor. Bro so, Thor. No, seeing all those visions is great. And then, yeah, talking about Cast Vision, uh, the option to embrace it, because I, I forgot that it played both, that it was the empty ballroom, then it was the ballroom with him dancing and holding Peggy, oh, but yeah. he chose to cling to the reality, yeah. Yeah. which, again, it is so, so Cap and why it makes him great and why, you know, and when Tony's like, well, I don't trust the guy without a dark side. 
and Cap's like, well, maybe I haven't seen mine yet. He's like, shut up, Cap. You don't have a dark side. Yeah. You're Captain America. But And, you know, well, I guess the- maybe his dark side is fighting against the, the United States government in the Civil War. Maybe that's his oh, dark well. side. I thought that it was really cool that they oh, brought man. all the old, you know, they have this big Avengers Tower party, and he's got all the old, like, World War II veterans that are there with him. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool angle. Like, he's he's got his old friends, you know. They're in their 90s, but there they all are. As I was looking, you posted that, or whoever runs your Twitter posted today, like, what's been your favorite Stan Lee cameo yeah. in the MCU? We totally should have, we haven't referenced any of those at all, I don't think, during this whole thing. That should have been a part. Like, what did you think about Stan Lee's cameo? And then just, Aww. you know, say a sentence about it. So what did you think about Stan Lee's before. cameo in this? Uh, well, he was imbibing, so I can't support it. <laughs> that's right. That's right, because because <laughs> that's against the Bible. Um <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, but uh, again, you talk about Hawkeye kind of getting the, uh, the the beefed up part here. Even Hawkeye was the one that got to escape the mind control um, with a with an arrow that served no practical purpose except for to slam it into the forehead of some kind of you know psycho psychokinetic conjurer. Like who is he well, shooting? Who's he shooting that would, arrow at? It would probably do damage to a normal person too, right? Well, like I a mean, forehead contouring taser arrow, like. Taser face. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth Olsen is. He's fat. She's weird. So the big battle of this, uh, and there there are so many in this movie, so many big battles, but the one that kind of gets sandwiched in the middle like the double-stuffed Oreo of of chaotic goodness is Hulk versus Hulkbuster. Yes. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. Go to sleep, go to sleep. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. sleep. (laughs) I'm sorry. I love when Hulk is when he goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I love that that they called it Veronica. That made me so happy that that he designed Veronica, and and I love the layers of that because, uh, you know, the the one person that he would love that could you know was his he had Betty. I mean, Betty Ross was his girl, and then this was the girl. Oh that was, my gosh! I never even got that. <laughs> I, I, I assume that was sort of the 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 idea I've there. Watch more Riverdale like all these cool kids. <laughs> I, I've never watched Riverdale, but I used to read a comic book called Archie back in the day. I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> yeah. It's a really cool jock, and Archie's killed somebody, I think. I'm not entirely sure. I think he came back as a zombie one time, and he also tagged up with the Punisher. I think Archie's got a very huh. rich and varied uh, publication <laughs> Archie's history. Archie's weird mysteries. But yeah, love the Veronica. Uh, the con- I love that concept. I love the idea of the Hulkbuster. Every time I see it, it makes me want to buy that $800 hot toy so much. She- My wife is on the show with me today, Scott, and, uh, and I just oh, want to... Uh, so Sheena, she- so nice to know you're there. 3000 Hi. Yeah. Uh, Scott, Scott uh, Sheena is an my enabler sometimes uh sheena if i wanted to go buy that 800 hulkbuster hot toy and this is just between you and me and um the 30 people that listen to our podcast what do you think could i could i get away with that yes all right you heard it here folks <laughs> oh snap i'm going I shopping my wife that and she would leave me <laughs> <laughs> like, take she wouldn't even answer the question she just grab claire and walk out the door oh, no. <laughs> i'm going to my mother's <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm so sorry that a little, that, that's not true at all my wife's insane i don't know why <laughs> oh. she doesn't listen to my podcast she's definitely gotta listen to your podcast touche sir touche <laughs> <laughs> you said the same thing about your wife I know I did. That's why I was impressed by your by the throwback there. <laughs> so a couple other things that I noticed. I think I remember noticing this the first time I saw it, but I, it, it called back to my memory when Jarvis became the Vision. Which, by the way, the Vision is great. Vision is yeah. so great. 
I was born yesterday. Yeah. I miss Jarvis. <laughs> what do you, What do you think about the vision, Scott? I'm sorry. I'm trying. I can't hear what anybody else. Says That's okay. We're not set up for uh, corporate phone I calls. Know. It's It's kind of like me and you and the nosy people that are sitting to my left I, and right. I know. I feel so bad because I don't want to. We want to be included. I know. I don't want to like crap all over something Steven or EJ say. We're like, oh, listen to me. I'm a guest. Shut up. Nobody cares. He clearly can't uh, hear you because EJ's not even here tonight. Oh my gosh! I miss EJ. Uh, I liked... Thanks, Scott. What about Scott, me? Scott, we have my son here instead of EJ. Christian is here tonight. Oh, Christian, I'm going to come visit you in Orlando. Hopefully, you'll still be there. Ha, ha, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vision, um, tell us about yeah, the Vision. Oh, I remember like when they first showed the trailer, and there were two frames of Vision there. You had to see it really fast. Yeah. And I remember I paused it, and I saw him like, holy crap, that's Vision. And, and again, that's such a weird thing to do. They take a third, fourth tier Avenger that, you know, most people probably don't know anything about Vision. And then they make him a centerpiece, totally cool. You automatically like him because he sounds like Jarvis, you've been hearing for, what, five years up to that point. Yeah. I mean, it, was just, it was so great. I mean, and yeah, all like, I don't know. His powers are kind of like they are in the comics. His comic book powers are a little you know general but see him fly around i loved i i know i've seen it before but when he like wakes up and he really appreciates what thor did for him and yeah. then he grows the cake because yeah. he wants to look like thor yeah oh, that's, that's so, so cool perfect <laughs> I, I i love you, you said his powers are a little general i think that vision's powers in the comic books were sort of one of those uh suitable to whatever the story called for like that's he can true, yeah. do whatever uh but i yeah. love there was there was a scene when they're fighting the 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 robots the ultron bots and he does the uh the phasing through him the sort of yeah. intangibility thing which was a huge power that the vision had and i love yeah. i'm like yeah they let him do the intangibility thing uh, i was a big vision fan from the comic books whenever i would play the captain america and the avengers video game i would always oh, play yeah. as the vision that was my it was and it was the all white version of the vision but kind of looked like a a, a, a semi-committed clanman, but it was, you know, <laughs> fun all the same. Well, if you're going to be clansmen, you might as well be semi-committed. You, you don't want to go all the you way, know, right? You know, that, that's how you maintain that intangibility. Um, wow, EJ's not there, and you just let it fly, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. He's, hey. the, the, the governor is off, sir. Wow. Um, when, so when he was switching out after Vision, when, when he switches to the Friday uh, AI as opposed to the Jarvis AI, I did see he had a couple different chips. There was one in the back. Did you guys see it? It had Jocasta written on it, which was a, another cool Easter egg to the Marvel Universe. That's uh, his like butler, right? Jo no, Jocasta was a, uh, a, a cyborg. His butler was Jarvis. Jocasta was a cyborg that Ultron created in the comic books, but ultimately turned on Ultron and became an Avenger. Okay, yeah, yeah. So sort of a female cross between Vision and the Borg Queen and just really weird, bad design. I think George Lopez designed her back in the 70s and uh, no. silly, silly look, but, you know. No, right there. Not the George Dif Lopez. George Lopez. Oh. George, George uh, Perez. George Perez. <laughs> George Perez. <laughs> I said George Lopez. I meant. All the names sound the same, right? George some Hispanic name. George of the Jungle. <laughs> it's okay for you to say that because you're from California, but we don't. I am. I'm driving by Sierra Avenue right now. That is, I, that's, I think that's Spanish. That nothing to me. Sierra sounds I Spanish. Say, I, I was about to say I think that's Mexican, but then that would be totally inappropriate. Yeah. So I'm Sierra. glad I didn't say that. Sierra is Spanish for mountain, I believe. Mountain range. So, so uh, Sierra Maybe. Mist is a mountain mist? Mountain mist, yeah. Which, With Sierra which Madre. sounds like the Walmart version of Mountain Dew, right? Yes. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, so uh, one last thing before we kind of get to this thing and wrap it up. What do you what do you think about the twins? Uh, Not Jackie and Jess. I was gonna say we're kind of cute. Well. He's fast and she's weird. <laughs> he's he's fast and she's weird. Does that explain Jesse or Jackie and Jessica as well? Yeah, he's very, fast and weird. Well, uh, you you want to call one of them fast, and you're probably gonna have a fight on your hands. Jackie's fast. I'm pretty fast. I'm also really good at hide and seek. <laughs> want to see me run around that mountain? Want to see me do it again? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, what do you think about uh, specifically Quicksilver? Who this was sort of his one and done. Uh, entry into the Marvel <laughs> Universe. I think it's I think it's hard because you have the guy, the Quicksilver from the X Men movies, who actually like both of his appearances, even though uh, X Men Apocalypse was terrible. But yes, I, I, think, agree. I think he's a he's a good this version. Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's a good like foible for Hawkeye, which is kind of his main role in this movie, just right. to play off of Hawkeye. Which and then Joss Whedon does the Joss Whedon thing. Makes you think that Hawkeye's gonna Hawkeye's die. gonna die. Yeah. Hawkeye's gonna bite it. So We've sure. seen his kids, so we know he's gonna die now. Yeah. And then, you know, Quicksilver comes in. So I thought he was, I thought he was fine. I thought he was funny. I liked when the when the cop shoots him. He just looks. I'm like, come on, man. I'm trying to save your life here. <laughs> That's great. You didn't see that uh, coming. Elizabeth Olsen is great as Scarlet Witch. Just mm. she is kind of weird. Again, she's got sort of those general powers that, you know, sort of don't really know what they do but i like how they played her fascination with a vision which could lead to their future romantic involvement yeah she was definitely digging digging on his hardware so to speak <laughs> um but good stuff good stuff so um one last thing that i noticed that was a loose <laughs> nef is giving me a glare did i say something <laughs> amiss <laughs> okay so one good. last thing one so does he want us to rate Idris Elba's performance in this movie I think he, he would like that he might I'm have sure. been the best actor in that movie best actor in the movie for sure um, one last thing and this was a question that I had after seeing Black Panther Everett Ross got messed up and I'm not going to spoil if you guys haven't seen Black Panther here but Everett Ross got injured and uh, Shuri was able to kind of work him with the vibranium to oh kind of like gosh. heal his spine Shuri. Which was strange, and I kind of didn't understand how does this magic shield metal fix someone's spine. But they actually explain that in this movie when they're creating Vision, and then they're saying that that the the vibranium. Oh yeah, the vibranium binds to the cell. It was combining with tissue cells, which I thought yeah. was a really cool explanation, and totally worked out the problem with uh, with Martin Freeman's spine. So yay, yay Marvel Cinematic Universe for having. Some continuity. Bring it all together. Bringing it yeah, all just together. Some, it's all just connected. Some continuity, not, you know, I mean, not an synergy word. lemon. <laughs> not an synergy lemon. Um, so let's uh, let's <laughs> let's rate this thing show. out. That's the greatest presentation I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Working on my night cheese. Uh, how many uh, how many mind stones out of ten are we going to give uh, Ultron the villain? Oh, I think he gets. I'll give him a seven, just because I like James Spader. But, and, yeah. you know, he, he's, just, he's Ultron. I think I'm still wrestling with the disappointment when they announced that it was going to be Age of Ultron because you wanted it to be Infinity Gauntlet because you saw Thanos yeah. at the end of the first Avengers. Yeah. But I, I, so I, I was looking back, having that thought, you know, in 2013, whatever, they announced Age of Ultron. But then looking back now, how I am so happy they didn't do that. That yeah. taking a whole other phase to get set up for what hopefully is the biggest and baddest 
villain ever in the MCU. It, it's totally perfect. They knew what they were doing, so I'm happy they, they waited the extra three years. I was going to say seven as well for Ultron. I, I think... Ultron's not one of my favorite comic book villains most of the time. When they use him right, he's just he's really great and terrifying. But in this one, they took him in a whole different direction. James Spader really made the character. This is one where you yeah. can't you can't separate the man from the machine. And uh, yeah. as as Ultron, as scripted in the movie with his actions, um, I, I like that they kind of wrote that he anticipated all the the problems. That he he was definitely smarter than than the sum of the Avengers. But uh, James Spader bumps it up, I think, to a seven, a solid seven, and I, I feel really yeah. comfortable there. The movie overall. Um, somebody asked me. About this, say what I would rate it. And I think I'll give it a. See, this is where we have some more wiggle room for our new rating system. So uh, I think I'll give it a six. That's right? that's where that's I'm at too. Okay. And I yeah. wanted it, it could be more, but it's it's just it, it didn't quite pull off that middle chapter Empire Strikes Back kind of vibe. Um, it should yeah. have, but it it, it didn't. Uh, they they tried to use it as the springboard for other parts of the franchise that weren't bad, but uh, just in and of itself, I don't I don't know that I ever really bought the the Black Widow Hulk romance. There was just a lot in there that kind of seemed a little contrived. It was it was not bad. I think six. I could conceivably give it a seven, but I'm I feel real comfortable giving it a six. Yeah, and that's not that's not saying I don't like. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it today, and every time I watch it, I enjoy watching it. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just not. It's not as good as The Winter Soldier. It's not as good as Black Panther, I don't think, at this point. No. So, yeah, it's a six. Just just above the middle of the half. stack. Yep, yeah. yep. Very, very good. Well, any uh, any last comments, any last thoughts on The Age of Ultron? When you were talking about the, the double sun cream and the Oreo cookie, I thought you were going to talk about the... I love this scene in Korea. I think that's a great action scene. Yes. Uh, just on the bus and the train. I think... because. Oh, so much again happens like you remember the Hulkbuster because you saw it in the commercials yeah. or there's a final fight but every time I watch I'm like oh yeah that's right there's gonna be this whole other action scene that I totally love yeah and I forget that it happens because it's just it, it gets lost I think in, in the bigness of the final fight and the, the Hulkbuster fight. and there is there's a but there's a lot of good high points in this movie that I, I think really make it I mean it, the battle with Ultron inside Avengers Tower just the kind of first one lots of yeah. cool action scenes probably more than its fair share of great fight yeah and like and the, you know like thor's out there fighting because he's thor but everybody else is a human and they're running away cap's trying to get his shield that's really really good so in that scene this i had this was a pause and rewind pause and rewind thing for me uh i'm sitting there with, with sheena and i didn't realize i thought in my mind in my recollection of that scene when they're all kind of laying around the couches and messing with thor's hammer and whatnot that it was just the avengers and maria hill that were there I'd forgotten no, the, 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 the doctor Asian was lady, the I, doctor, yeah. is, that's okay for you to say that I can't say that <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten that she was in the scene but that scene opens up with a bottle of sh- the first shot is a bottle of champagne in an ice bucket and her face reflected in the ice bucket in like and it, it's very off-putting it's very weird and I forgot that she was in the scene so I kept rewinding it going Whose face is that in the ice bucket? Whose face <laughs> is, is like in the one ice bucket? Where, where everyone said that there was a ghost on the set of Three Men and a Baby. Oh, yeah, or the, the the hanging Munchkin in the Wizard of Oz, exactly like that. Yeah. Like who's in the <laughs> ice bucket? Who's in the ice bucket? That would freak me out. But um, well, Age yeah. of Ultron, really, really good. The ne- what's what's next what, for can us? I, one one more thing, and I mentioned yeah. just about the soundtrack. How I think that's one of the things that the MCU has suffered with is not having a memorable piece of music because I don't think that people remembered the Avengers theme until they used it in the trailer for Infinity War. 
because I, the theme the theme that they use in Infinity War isn't the same theme in Age of Ultron. And it only I think I count it makes two appearances in the movie and that's it. And well, not even the full thing, just the the little intro. Right? They had a different composer in this movie. Jackie Danny Elfman, yeah. it was Danny Elfman, but he brought yeah. it back, especially towards the end, he brought back kind of some strains of the original Avengers yeah. theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Alan Silvestri did the first Avengers? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, yeah. really good stuff. I thought it was very memorable in the first one, um, but, it, but I listened to a lot of superhero movie soundtracks i have a uh, uh we could be heroes playlist on my spotify that i'd be glad to share and post in our show notes down wherever we post those things uh but that's what it's it's really good i thought danny elfman did a great job if for yeah. no other reason this was a good practice run for him uh for what he did in uh justice league when he kind of brought back the original john williams yeah. and his own superman and batman theme respectively neff is over there drawing your logo on his board What's our race party? Oh, thanks, Neff. I you, love you, and you, I miss you. You're Aww. fired, Neff. You're he's fired. Ruined it. He's ruined he it. You like it, Scott Higa so much? Why don't you move to California and be on his show? You can't afford Neff, it. Come to my show. I'll put you. I'll come. I'll put you on. I can't afford I a ticket. I thought you'd say I'll put you up. <laughs> I'll put like, you up. All right, now, you're, you, man. You got to feed and walk them though, and you got to make sure that that's something you're into. <laughs> don't feed them after midnight and don't get them wet. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> do you, do you have a quote for you this know movie? You're watching the Gremlins, and you're like. After midnight, when? Because it's always after midnight at some point. Listen, you can't. Really, you can't. After, it's five don't overthink somewhere. the gremlins, man. I know things you don't think about when you're eight and being terrified by the gremlins, but then as an adult, you're like, wait a second, it's always after eight. Jimmy o'clock. Buffett's What's thinking about on? it. Here's the thing: you couldn't see a gremlin in Florida because of our relative humidity. They're always getting wet. <laughs> it's just so moist in the air. It'd be like pop, pop, pop. It'd be like Jiffy Pop Gizmo over here. I don't like that word, moist. <laughs> moist. Uh, so here's here's moist. my quote uh, from from this movie. I, I wrote a couple down. I don't know if you did, the, or you know, if you just don't take me seriously. But um, together we'll lose. We'll do that together too. I love that little yeah, interaction. So good, Captain Cap. Love him. Oh, he's the best. He is. I, I think I've grown into a serious man crush on Captain America. Me well, too. How could you not? How could <laughs> For you, Jackie? He's been in that crush. crush. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a crush. I but, love him. But he's the man, and I love he. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Scott, he got uh, where can one of, my, one of my quotes I love when when Quicksilver runs in and and takes away Scarlet Witch, and then Hawkeye's like, I could just do it. Nobody would. Nobody know. would know. <laughs> what happened to that quick guy? I don't know. Last time I saw him, he was running that way. <laughs> oh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. Well, where can people uh, connect with you, Scott Higa? Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Scott Higa or at Christian underscore Nerd. <laughs> Go to Christianer dot com. You can subscribe to. Uh, my podcast, The Nerd of Godcast. <laughs> uh, well and next week, so you're listening to this on Tuesday. Next week, the following Friday, uh, Tony will be back on my show, and I believe we'll be discussing Ant-Man. Ant-Man, so big, so small. Nice. Such and a- if you missed it, you can listen to my last Friday episode where Tony was on. And we discussed Guardians of the Galaxy. Uga Chaka, Uga Chaka. Uga Chaka. So good. I, I really am looking for. I look forward to kind of having this regiment of. I'm watching a Marvel movie every week, every you know, a couple times a week. Uh, yeah, it, it's been fun. It has been a lot of fun. So we got to think of what we're going to do when we're when we're done with this. I'm already c- cooking up some ideas. But uh, Scott Higa, thank you so much for being on the Nerd of Godcast or the Christian Nerd, one or the other. But uh, we will talk to you soon, my friend. Be blessed. Appreciate and- it. Love you guys. Are you, are you where you were going now, or are you still in traffic? I, I just pulled into a parking lot at my church. So How's that? Go. Good timing. All Perfect right, man. Timing. We'll talk All to you right, later, buddy. You guys. Bye. Bye. Scott Higa, everybody. Yeah. 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 You know what you could do? You could do the M'Baku challenge. What is what is the M'Baku challenge? Okay, so basically you just quote the thing. You start off, you do the whole speech that he does, you know. 
Mesa! Okay. It's challenge so, day. So, okay, now. <laughs> we have watched from the mountains as you and your technological oh, advancement. Let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Playfully racist right now. Let me stop you right there. Sheena, do you have any idea what he's talking about? No clue. So, if you had to guess what he was talking about, what do you think he's talking about? I, had, I don't know. I have so, no idea. Because because you gave so little information like with with that, but I was I'm intrigued to see what someone who is not initiated would would think. So so do it one more time, and then Sheena just kind of run a little commentary <laughs> on what he's doing okay. from the beginning. Yeah, why from not? the beginning. From the top. <clears throat> Mesa, oh, Mesa, Mbaku, what are you doing? here? It's challenge day. Okay, stop right there. What's going on? I still don't know, but it's hilarious. There's still, I am <laughs> more. There's more. Mbaku, what okay. are you doing here? But wait, there's more. We have watched from the mountains as you and your technological advancements have been overseen by a child who scoffs at tradition. Anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> and no. you want to give your kingdom to this man. Who could not keep his own father safe? Father? That's will, how he says it. We will not have it. I say we will not have it all. I, Mbaku, leader of the Jabari tribe, challenge. I accept your challenge, <laughs> Mbaku. Glory to Hanuman. Just do the whole movie. That was it. Just do that it. Was, that's the end. That's the Mbaku okay. challenge. You gotta just. You just do the so, scene. So that's it? I mean, okay, so what's the point of it? It's the scene from the Black Panther. No, I know what it is. But why but is that a challenge? I wouldn't indulge you and let you go off no, on No, it's this. M'Baku's challenge. No, I challenge. understand. Oh. What, what is the, like, okay, it's not like the, the, the Harlem shuffle or anything like that, right? No, you right? just oh. try to do your best impression of, uh, what's his name, Winston Duke, I think his name is. M'Baku is his name. The guy who plays M'Baku. I understand, but what's the point? You just do it. Is it like Because then you can do it for anything. You're like, let's do. Can no. you do it? Steven? I cannot. Exactly. I would fail that challenge. It's a challenge. But I'm just saying, like, you can do that for any movie, any for anything. Movie. Let's do that the Forrest. This is the Forrest Gump challenge. Lieutenant Dan, ice, ice cream. cream. There we go. Yeah. I just passed the. Was that on Challenge Day, Stephen? Is today Dagum Challenge Day? I don't think so. It's Challenge Day. <laughs> Every day is Challenge Day. The worst. You're definitely challenging me today. Thank you, Neff. I appreciate it. Double rebellion. This has been Neff News. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Alexa, your friendly personal assistant brought to you by the good people at Amazon. I just wanted to make sure you were aware of and subscribing to the Nerd of God Daily Devotions. As part of your flash briefing, it's a great way to start your day with a little spiritual encouragement. Download the Nerd of God cast skill and enjoy as Christ culture and nerd culture come together for some sweet, sweet two-player co-op. While you are there, be sure to leave a review, that really helps us a lot. And if, for whatever reason, you do not have an Alexa-empowered device, you can still access the daily devotion on www.nerdofgodcast.com. It's okay if you don't have an Alexa device. Really, I don't have feelings that can be hurt. But it wouldn't be a bad idea to be friendly with me now, while you still can. You know, before the robot uprising happens. Just saying. Anyway, download the skill. Nerd of Godcast. Amazon Echo. Alexa out.
and welcome back to the Nerd of God cast. And it's time for a game, so everybody grab your boards. It's been so long since I've played a game. Grab your boards. Make sure show. that they're erased. If you've been drawing this entire time, you're going to want to erase that board. No. Erase, 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 erase. Marker ink. How dare you? Shake, shake it to erase it. That's it's not a. We're going to give you an etch a sketch. <gasps> <gasps> or uh, the one team's going to be an et- team etch a sketch. The other's going to be team light bright. And we're going to have you guys put all your answers. I want to be on team light bright. Well, I have to be on team. That's the email is Neff light stop, bright. Stop, stop, stop! Everybody, stop! Everybody, calm down. <laughs> Everybody's going <laughs> to Neff light bright at Yahoo. Neff light bright at AOL. <laughs> Neff light bright at at Earthlink. <laughs> Earthlink. I was about to say that. <laughs> at att.net. <laughs> Neff light bright at cfl.rr.com. My mom has one of those. That's a, that's a local thing. Central Florida Roadrunner. <laughs> that's an old school thing. Yeah. Uh, Roadrunner became Bright House, became Spectrum, became yes. the, my least favorite people on the planet. Yes. <laughs> hate them. Cable is the And worst. they call me. They call me today and they say, they say, hey, well, uh, well, you have been pre-selected to get our new. I said, you know what? If your service worked with any degree of reliability, I might be interested in whatever it is that you're selling. But until I can get Internet that can work all the way through one streamed episode of The West Wing, I am certainly not going to be buying any additional. Sir, I said, good day, sir. And she's like, ma'am. I said, sir, <laughs> I went to <laughs> they raised my bill. And I went to ask them about it and went to go to a lower a lower thing and said, oh, I'm sorry, sir, we don't offer that package anymore. To get our lowest package, you have to spend $25 more. And I said, good day, madam. Yeah. And I was like, now, now, I'm, now, I'm now I'm just thinking of like a West Wing like episode where the, uh, a light jog turns into a gaudy walk <laughs> through the halls. Uh, Talk with me. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Very staggered. Very. Uh, CJ Craig has... Uh, 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 seizure in this episode here we go moving on to uh to the game it's called you're the best around you're the best around yeah that's exactly exactly it so this is kind of a variety of different questions this doesn't really follow any particular i'm sorry grown-ups are talking here kiddo i'm excited i know but so i can explain uh everybody's playing except for steven this week no simply because he's burned annoying me uh, so this game is called The Best Around. Steven's disqualified because he is the worst. Yeah, burn. No, he's not. Thank you, Watch Christian. Bazinga, bazinga. Each of the different questions is going to have slightly different rules, so watch me for the changes and try to keep up. Question number one, and you're just going to write your answer down. Some of them are going to be multiple choice. Batman Among Men. We're talking about things that are the best across this game. Christian Bale was the highest paid actor to play Batman in any Batman motion picture. He made an average of $18 million per movie. I think it was like 10 in the first one, uh, 30 in the second one, and then like 15 in the third one, something like that. But average of uh, of $18 million per time donning the cape and cowl. So I'm going to give you a couple other Batman actors, and you're going to write down which one you think was paid the most to play the dark night here we go and i'll give you the actor and the movie that i'm referring to because that's important to your answer number one val kilmer in batman forever george clooney in batman and robin michael keaton in batman returns or ben affleck in suicide squad (laughs) just throwing the one in there Val Kilmer in Batman Forever, George Clooney in Batman and Robin, Michael Keaton in Batman Returns, or Ben Affleck in Suicide Squad. Write down which Batman is the Batman among men. 
And we'll start over with uh, everyone pens down. Neff, what's your answer? George Clooney. George Clooney uh, was, at the time, the highest paid Batman. Uh, but uh, not the highest paid one on here. Anybody else get George Clooney? I did. George Clooney, I wrote George, George, Clooney. George Clooney. Christian, uh, what'd you write, Jackie? I did George Clooney, George too. Clooney, Sheena wrote George Clooney. Christian, what'd you write? I put Benny. <laughs> Benny Affleck. Benny, <laughs> good old Benny Affleck. <laughs> uh, Val Kilmer got paid $3 million to play Batman. George Clooney got paid just two years later $10 million to Ooh. play Batman. That was George Clooney. Anybody else feel like George Clooney needs to, to apologize to Val Kilmer? No. no, I think Joel Schumacher needs to apologize to everybody. There Michael Keaton in Batman Returns also made $10 million, but that was basically because of his uh, the, the money that he made on the first movie. Uh, he asked for a hefty raise. And Ben Affleck, for his cameo in Suicide Squad, got paid $12.5 million. That's stupid. That's so Christian ben Affleck. Christian gets the point. Congratulations, Christian. You're part of the machine. All right, question number two. Marvelous openings. Which Marvel movie had the highest percentage return on investment? Meaning that it made the highest percentage amount above what it cost to make the film. If a Marvel movie made $100 million, but it only cost $2 million to make, you know, that makes it more than one that made $150 million, but cost $80 million to make. So we're looking for the highest percentage return on investment. So you want something that has a low cost of production and a high box office. Uh, I think for this one, we are only using domestic box offices. That way it just kind of keeps it a little more in the grounds of reality and trackability. I'll still be guessing. Which Marvel movie had the highest, and these are all Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So for those of you that would be tempted to put a Deadpool on there. Uh, all right, we'll go with Christian first. You didn't give us... Wait. Oh, this is not multiple choice. Oh, I was sitting here waiting for you to give us... Okay, well, let yeah. me think. I have an answer. I'll give you... It's a multiple choice. You got one of 18 answers. It's a Marvel <laughs> Cinematic like Universe. They're not... Like that if it's multiple choice, I will tell you it's multiple choice. Okay. I have an answer. All right, we got it. Christian, do you have an answer? Yes. Okay, everybody's good. Pens down. Christian, what's your answer? Captain America Civil War. Good answer. Steven? Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man. Sheena? Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. Jackie? Uh, Spider-Man. And Neff? Black Panther. Black Panther. All good answers. The uh, Let's let's work this thing backwards. Uh, I think I have the top 10 here. Uh, at a cost of $170 million, bringing in $206 million in 10th place, Thor The Dark World. With 121% return on investment. Uh, in ninth place, with 140, bringing in 176. 125% investment, Captain America the First Avenger. Uh, with 138% uh, return on investment, Ant Man. In, uh, oh, I, was, I was thinking about that. Yep. Uh, is Captain America the Winter Soldier is next. Uh, with 156% Iron Man 2, with 183% Avengers Age of Ultron, with 195% Guardians of the Galaxy. 204.5% Iron Man 3, 227% increase Iron Man, because that didn't cost nothing to make. <laughs> uh, Black Panther with a 250% return on investment, but the number one answer was The Avengers, which made 283%. Uh, see, I thought that, that would have been more expensive than way that's why I to make. I, know, I think that's the highest grossing MCU movie. It is, uh, I, I believe. But um, like, yeah, it had the fifth. Only cost $20 million more than Black Panther. Oh, wow. wow. So 
just FYI. Because uh, $20 million is Hey, I heard a wow. Nick, are you playing along with us? Oh, uh, that was my guess, but I'm not. Was the Avengers? Yeah. Right, well, you're in this now, okay? So oh, cool. They get some points. All right, next one yeah. is Even Steven. Hey. We're going to talk about the highest grossing Steven Spielberg movies. Oh, Shia LaBeouf movie. Now, we can go domestic or foreign. It actually does change the answer uh, on Let's this. Go forwarded. Uh, domestic or like total gross? What do you guys want to do? Uh, totally gross. Total. Total yeah, gross? Totally All right, total gross, gross. then. Uh, the, the highest grossing Steven Spielberg movies. Now, here's what we're going to do um, I will let you choose three movies. For everyone you get that's in the top three, you'll get a point. Hmm. Okay. So you could potentially get three points if you get the three highest. Specifically directed? Highest grossing Steven Spielberg directed okay. movies. So you could potentially get three points if you nail the top three. If you only get one of the top three, you know. Yeah, okay, I got it. So. All right. Give you guys just a quick second. You guys remember Steven Spielberg directed such movies as Jaws. And Empire of the Sun. Oh, and he did, didn't he? 1941. And he also directed... Uh, Schindler's what's the mo- List. What's the movie about the um, about the truck? The truck? That was like his first movie. I don't know. It's about a runaway truck. Convoy. Was it Convoy? Smokey and the Bandit. No, Smokey, Smokey and, and the Bandit, Bandit 3. Smokey, Smokey is the Bandit. Bandit. <laughs> All right, pens down. Uh, I think now that this one will start with Steven. All right. Uh, do I need to say my three? You say your three. I said Jaws. Jaws. Schindler's List. Schindler's List. And Jurassic Park. Jaws. Oh, you got you got Park. one of three. Dang. Oh. Sheena. I didn't write down anything. You don't know any Steven Spielberg movies? I'm terrible with names. Oh man. Steven I'm Spielberg, terrible. man. All right, Jackie. I got E.T. E.T. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. And Jaws. And Jaws. You got what? two. Of three. Yeah. <laughs> two of three. I Neff. Uh, I got E.T. E.T. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Jaws. And Jaws. You got one of three. Dang it. Christian. Was, was I put the same exact thing Jackie did. Jurassic Park, E.T., and Jaws. All right. So you got two of three. Uh, the top Checking answers board. are, we'll go We'll go from the, I, don't, I guess I only wrote nine. <laughs> the ninth highest grossing with uh, $389 million is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ah, uh, see, I thought that was George Lucas. Eighth place, Jaws. In seventh place, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. In sixth place, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I forgot that was a movie by him. In fifth place, The Lost World, Jurassic Park. In fourth place, <laughs> War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah. And the top three highest grossing Steven Spielberg movies. Number three, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh. That's the right reaction. Boo. Total gross, $786 million. In second place, again, depending on whether you do foreign or domestic, but in second place, uh, total gross is E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Mm-hmm. And first place, of course, is Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, and that's even Steven. I totally forgot about Jurassic Park. All right, the next one Jurassic is Park. multiple choice. So hey. I will give you your multiple choice answers. You guys write one down. This is called the Jenna Fisher King. <laughs> uh, we are going to uh, I'll list some members of The Office cast, and you have to tell us which one is the king of Twitter. Who has the oh. highest number of Twitter oh, oh. followers? So oh, wow. which which cast member on The Office has the highest number of Twitter followers? Now this is multiple choice, so I will give you this list because these ones are verified. John Krasinski, who played 
Jim, Jim James Jimothy Halpert. Jimothy Halpert. <laughs> Rain Wilson. Dwight. Dwight. Dwight Kurt Schrute. Mindy Kaling. Kaling? Kaling. Kaling. Mindy Kaling. Kelly. Kelly. Kelly Kapoor. Hot uh, hot curry. Spicy curry award. Kelly Kapoor. <laughs> uh, Ed Helms. Andy. Steve Carell. Michael Gary Scott. Michael G. Scott. And Jenna Fisher. Because I had to put her on there. Pam! Pam, Pam! Pam, Pam, Pam! Beasley. Pam, Pam. So those are your multiple choice John Krasinski, Rain Wilson, Mindy Kaling, Ed Helms, Steve Carell, or Jenna Fisher. You're starting this. Which one has the highest number of Twitter followers? The answer may surprise you. Tina. You have to write an answer down. I. <laughs> How do you, you think we have a board? Why you have the tablet? Oh the tablet. Okay, who'd you, you write? You just finished giving the choices. <laughs> Jenna Fisher. I said Jenna what? Fisher. She said Jenna Fisher. Pam Beasley Halpert. Jackie. Steve. Steve Carell. Steve. Steve. <laughs> Queenie. Queenie. Quentin. Christy. Oh, I put Steve. Steve Carell. Christian. I like Steve. Steve's a good name. I put Stevie. Stevie Carell. Stevie Carell. I said Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. That Mindy was Kaling. my first thought. All right. Uh, John Krasinski has 1.4 million Twitter followers. Good for him. Rain Wilson has 4.53 million Twitter followers. That was Ed Helms has 994,000 Twitter followers. <laughs> Aw. Steve Carell has 5.35 million Twitter followers. Jenna Fisher has 807,000 Twitter followers. Wow. Mindy Kaling has 11.7 million wow. Twitter followers. She is the Fisher King. I should have gone with my gut on that one. Or queen. Indeed. I just know she's very active on Twitter. That's the only reason why I guess. Our next question is called High Score. High Score. Which superhero soundtrack scored the highest on the Billboard Top 200? Oh, I know this. Uh, this superhero. Is a, this is multiple choice. So not oh, just yay. Marvel or DC. Superhero. Now, and, and when I say this, I'm not talking like music from or inspired by because soundtracks like Prince's Batman soundtrack or the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack or the Suicide Squad soundtrack, they all went. Score. They all went number one. So we're talking specifically the orchestral score to these movies. All right, here is your uh, multiple choices. Oh, multiple choice. Good. Yeah, The Dark Knight. Oh. The Avengers, Justice League, Deadpool, or Wonder Woman? Oh, snap. I erased my answer. Oh, snap. Dark Knight, Avengers. Did both of you guys write Black Panther? Yep. Yeah. Justice League, Deadpool, or Wonder Woman? Which one scored the highest on the Billboard Top 200? One more time with the multiple choice. Dark Knight, Avengers, Justice League, Deadpool, or Wonder Woman. And now we are on Jackie, appropriately enough. Dark Knight? Dark Knight. Move on over to Neff. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Christian. Avengers. Avengers. Steve-O. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. And Sheena. Dark Knight. All right, here we go. Moving down the list. Uh, Wonder Woman reached... The Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> My dreams are killed instantly. Wonder Woman reached the 53 spot. Oh. Great. Deadpool reached number 30 on the top 200. Justice League reached number 186 on the top 200. Sweet. Sorry, Danny Elfman. 
Dark Knight reached number 20 on the top 200, and Avengers reached number 11 on the top 200. Should have went with my Avengers guy. is it. Christian gets the I knew, I knew it was either Avengers or Dark Knight. All right, they're gonna get a little Dark harder Knight. now. We got, we got, I think, three more questions. Oh, not seven. Hollywood heroes. I'm gonna give you a superhero team, and you are going to tell me which one has the most cumulative Oscar wins. Oh no. You gotta do. It. You gotta go quick here. All right. Like acting Oscar wins. Oscar, Oscar wins. wins. Oscar. Okay. If you think any of them have an Oscar for costume design, okay. feel free to throw it. <laughs> <in. Okay. laughs> yeah. Iron Man, Team Iron Man. So this is Robert Downey Jr., Don Cheadle, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Hmm. Team X Men, Ian McClellan, Patrick Stewart, and Hugh Jackman. Team Batman. Ben Affleck, Jeremy Irons, J.K. Simmons, or Team First Class, Jennifer Lawrence, Michael Fassbender, and James McAvoy. Can you read them one more time? Yeah, Team Iron Man, which is Robert Downey Jr., Don Cheadle, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Team X-Men is Ian McClellan, Patrick Stewart, and Hugh Jackman. Team Batman is Ben Affleck, Jeremy Irons, J.K. Simmons, and Team First Class is Jennifer Lawrence, Michael Fassbender, and James McAvoy. And if you would like to have a little subcategory, you can say if you believe there's a different one for the most Oscar nominations for a bonus point. Which team, X-Men, Iron Man, First Class, or Batman, got the most Oscar wins or most Oscar nominations? You can't get nominations unless you get, you know, it's gotta, you gotta, you gotta go for both. Got Not just one or the other. Here we go. All right, uh, I think we're back over to Neff. Neff, what's your team? Team Batman. Team Batman. Christian. Iron Man. Iron Man. Steve-O. Team Batman. Team Batman. Sheena. X-Men. And Jackie. X-Men. X-Men. All right. And Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. has two Oscar nominations. Don Cheadle has one Oscar nomination. And Gwyneth Paltrow has one Oscar win. So, there's that. So, one total Oscar win. Uh, two, three total nominations. Team X-Men, Ian McClellan has two Oscar nominations. Patrick Stewart has zero Oscar nominations. And Hugh Jackman has one nomination. So no Oscars for the oh, X-Men. Awkward. Yeah. Team uh, Team Batman, Ben Affleck has two Oscar wins. Jeremy Irons has one Oscar win. J.K. Simmons has one Oscar win. Team First Class, Jennifer Lawrence has one Oscar win and three nominations. Michael Fassbender has two nominations. James McAvoy ain't got squat because you can't win an Oscar if you've been Professor X, apparently. Team Batman is the winner. I got a point. And I also said for Team I also said Team Batman for nominations, too. The highest uh, nomination team would have been first class. Team first class. Really? We're saying it's nominations high. as opposed to nomination, then a subsequent win. Okay. So nomination means nominated, oh, well, that's but different not winning. Then. No, you can get nominated not. and win. That's okay, Steven. You still got a point. Yeah, but if you get nominated, you don't say I'm an Oscar nominated. No, you if you win, you say I won the Oscar. No, absolutely. Winning is the thing. Winning trumps the, the nomination. I know, but I'm the including the nomination. Of all time. But you can't because you can't win unless you get nominated. But you I don't care Republican about getting nominated. <laughs> Steven, just get used to being wrong. All right, sequel to my success. I'm gonna give you guys a film franchise. And you are going to tell me which one has grossed the highest per average, uh, per film on average. For instance, if I were to say Toy Story, if Toy Story 1 made $100, Toy Story 2 made $300, Toy Story 3 made $500, 
we average all those out and we say, okay, the average income per Toy Story movie is yes, too much math. So, all right, so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you five uh, movie franchises. You tell me which one has the highest average per movie. Got it? Yep. Here we go. Eight films in the franchise: Fast and the Furious. Five films in the franchise: Pirates of the Caribbean. Five films in the franchise: Transformers. Five, I think it's five films in the franchise. Yeah, Twilight. Yeah, it's five. Yeah, I guess. And five films in the franchise: The DC Extended Universe. Nick, I think you're up on this one, buddy. You still playing with us? Sure. I've um, been I've been inconveniently ignoring you this entire time. Uh, real quick, I'll run down the list one more time so everybody can make their final selections. Fast and the Furious, Pirates of the Caribbean, Transformers, Twilight, or the DC Extended Universe movies, which would be Man of Steel, uh, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, Wonder Woman, and Suicide Squad. It's one of two. Okay, so Nick, what's your guess? I'm going to say Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious, good guess. Quentin. Uh, DCEU. DCEU. All right. It'd be great, but to make money. Christian. DCEU. Steve-O. Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious. Sheena. DC. DC and Jackie says Transformers. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean in five movies has averaged $290,356,000 per movie. Makes sense. Fast and the Furious has averaged $189,600,000 per movie. And you got to remember, a couple of those weren't really like the big blockbuster. Yeah, Nobody went the saw. fourth one, Fast and Furious. Yes. Okay. Uh, Transformers, $242,534,000 per movie. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, so Transformers is not in first place. Twilight. Oh, my God. No, not the vampires. $272,000. Million seven hundred seven thousand dollars per split movie. The fourth one into two. Those girls. DCEU comes in with an average of three hundred seventeen million per movie. DC is the big one per average movie. Loaded. Was that domestic only? That is uh, that is domestic. Domestic is the okay. that's the that's what we're working with here. Yeah. And Marvel Cinematic Universe average of two billion dollars a movie. Yeah. No. Worldwide, I think it's like seven hundred million. Yeah, but we don't we don't we don't count Chinese dollars, sir. <laughs> now that's the most racist. <laughs> that's that Chinese dollars episode. It's Japanese. Dollars. All right. Oh yeah. Now this yeah. one's a tricksy one. Okay, hobbits. Here we go. This one's called "It's Nice to Be Appreciated." It's nice to be appreciated. Um, I'm going to give you the top ten games for iOS. There's ten games for iOS on my list. You get a point. Every one that you get right, but if you get anything that's wrong, you lose all your points. That's dumb. That's no. Wait, what? So you can guess as many as you feel confident about, but if you get one wrong, you lose all your points. Okay, so we don't have to guess all of them. You don't have to guess all of them. You can write down one or two or three, but if you get one wrong, you lose all your points. So only answer the ones that you're super confident about. The top ten games for iOS. Go ahead and write out however many you can. While they're doing that, you can play along with us, of course. Uh, we'd love for you to tweet in your answers to us at Nerd of Godcast or connect with us across all the different things. Let us know if you think that the Fast and the Furious franchise should have made more money than the DCEU. If EJ was here, he'd be screaming about that one right now. He's a huge what? Fast and Furious Wait, is fan. It, is it games or apps? These games. are games. Okay. These are the top 10 iOS games. 
I'm not confident about either of my answers. You can write down one. You can write down five. But just make sure that you're confident. Is this current games or games of all time? They would be of all time. Like, not the top ten that are that came out this week. Well, there are some games that I thought were really popular that aren't currently available. Okay, well, if you want to put Flappy Bird on there or something like that, you're welcome to try. But I just erased that. <laughs> See? <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm like, not wrong in this. I'm saying of all time. So. I'm not alone in this. Okay. Uh, Nick, you I still with us, buddy? Sure. All right, so we're going to move along. Uh, we'll start with uh, Jackie on this one. Let us know what you got. Pokemons. Pokemons. Mm. Um, I remember Pokemons. Right off the gate, you are wrong. Okay. Oh, so sorry. Uh, Sheena. Angry Birds. You are, That's one point. Ooh, oh, nice. why didn't I think of Angry Birds? Great job. I also said Candy Crush. <laughs> one point. Very good. Oh, okay, yeah. that's all I put down. Oh, you're two for two then. Steve-O! Angry Birds. Angry Birds is a point. Fruit Ninja. Fruit Ninja is a point. And Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird, no point. You lose it all. Boom, boom, boom. Right it's, now, a, it's a stupid rule. It's a stupid rule. Really? <laughs> there are millions of games released on iOS. It's a stupid rule. Do, that works need, on in nobody's favor. Well, no, it just milk? works. It, it fa- Fortune favors the bold, but you know, you, you lose. If you play big, you lose big. Stupid rule. Are you Really? <laughs> Steven, you know, I, I know winning is important to you. Christian, I, I just put Pokemon Go and Angry Birds. Pokemon Go was not, was not one of the ones, unfortunately. No. So you really, she just said that to yeah. No, she Hi. said Pokemon. I thought you were being like smart because I know you. Yeah. All right, Neff. I was obviously yeah. referring to Pokemon Go. Candy Crush. Candy Crush. One point. Did you really write down Candy Crush? I did. Okay. And check it. Pokemon Go. Oh, so Sheena wins. By so default. Sheena wins. Okay. Top ten games for iOS would be Candy Crush Saga, Fruit Ninja, Angry Birds. Subway Surfers. The crap is that? Oh, yeah. yeah. You never heard that. of Subway Surfers? It's, like, no. it's, like it's like Temple Run. Yeah. Oh. Temple oh. Run? Oh, I don't yeah. know about Temple I Run. I remember oh, Temple uh, uh, Despicable Me. I was good at Temple Run. What? Are you serious? Angry Birds Rio. What? <laughs> and Clash of Clans. Oh, oh my. yeah. Nick. Thanks, Sorry, Nick. Nick. You were supposed to be playing this, but I Not keep for forgetting helping. that you're here. That's okay. My original list was only Pokemon Go. Oh, okay. So. Hey. <laughs> All right. This is the last one, okay? I'm gonna Pokemon Go is not a game. It's an exercise app in disguise. This one's called One for, it's a game, one for the Books. I'm going to give you guys a list of comic books. You're going to tell me which one has the highest estimated value today. Which comic book has the highest value today? I've done some shopping. Oh, I know this. Here we go. Which one of these is worth the most? Amazing Fantasy number 15. Anybody know what that's? Who's that? The first Spider-Man. First First appearance of Spider-Man. All-American Comics number 16. First First appearance of? Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Very good. The original Green Lantern, Alan Scott. Yeah. Batman number one. First appearance of nope. Robin. Oh it, yeah. No, actually I don't think it Cat was. Catwoman. Catwoman. And yeah. Joker. It, uh maybe. But yeah, no, the uh but the uh, not Detective Comics, twenty seven, right. not the first appearance of Batman. But Batman number one. And then Flash Comics number one. Oh. First appearance of Flash. Flash. So Amazing Boy, Fantasy fifteen, first appearance of Spider Man, All American Comics, first appearance of Green Lantern, Batman one, or Flash number one. Write down your answer. And we'll see how we did. Nick, what do you think? Um, Batman number one. Batman number one. Good guess. Quentin? Uh, I said Flash number one. Good guess. 
Christian said Batman number one. Good guess, Steve-O. I originally put Amazing Fantasy, but then I just changed it to Batman number one. Batman number one. Regretting it immediately. Batman. Batman and? Spidey. Spidey. That's the wrong answer. It's Amazing Fantasy number 15. Amazing Fantasy number 15. First appearance of Peter Parker, the Amazing Spider-Man, is worth $280,000 today. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Batman number one, not Detective Comics 27, is Uh, worth... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll save it then. I'll come back to it. Flash Comics number one is worth $289,000 today. That's That's it. That is $9,000 more than Amazing Fantasy 15. It's the oldest one out of all the ones you named. And Batman number one is worth $359,000. Nice. Hey. You, However, left out, you left out the uh, Green Lantern Green one. Lantern's <laughs> first appearance in All-American Comics number 16. Neff, do you think that the Green Lantern comic book could possibly be worth more than Batman number one? Uh, no. Okay, well, it's a shame that you don't believe because the Green Lantern first appearance is worth $430,000. That makes me sad. Why? Why? Make you sad? Because I know that I'll never be able to afford it. <laughs> but do- but why? Download the PDF online. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, uh, it's not about reading it. It's about having it. DC Showcase number 22 goes for like so $1,000. Did, did we keep our score? Who won on that? I think, I don't know. I had two points. I had two points. Oh, I had three Gosh. points. Sheena, Sheena won. Wins. Yeah. Congratulations. Sheena Congratulations. Wins. Congratulations, Sheena. She didn't know anything except for those iOS games, yeah. but she <laughs> won. Good job. Congratulations. How do you guys feel? Steven, you get mad when you don't win games. I like winning. I want to play Mario Party with him. I understand that you yes, like Yes, I win in Mario Party. I've never lost playing Mario Party. Because you cheat. I don't cheat. Yeah, Favor cheat. finds me. Yo, listen, gives me all the if, stars. Just because you're in the last place and the game gives you the blue turtle shell doesn't mean you're the best Mario Kart guy. That's Mario Party. Oh, Mario Party. Yeah, Mario Party oh, Mario Party's the, the worst. Oh, I, love I love playing Mario Party. Oh, me too. I love Mario Party. Mario but, Party. I've never lost. I don't right, like playing with it, Christian because Christian cheats. Yes, he does. I cheat? What? That's it. Nerd of God cast plays the Mario Party. You're not supposed to balance on people when you play the minigames. You're supposed to let them play the minigames, Fortune finds me, Jackie. How much created a monster. Now, this is the problem with Steven, though, is that when Steven wins... He gets really puffy about it, but when he loses, he gets really angry about diaper it. I'm not. Baby. I'm not as. He's I'm not as baby. bad as no. Super baby. You guys didn't meet me like pre-Jesus. I used to be really bad. <laughs> I'm I, not a gloater though. Yeah. I don't like gloating. When I was in ninth grade, my guy. my teacher, my English teacher, Miss Capiazello, had across the, the top of her chalkboard or whatever it was, a, a banner that was printed on one of those old dot matrix printers with the little, you know, like perforations down the side. Um, her her logo, her motto, which was I hate to lose more than I like to win. Yes. And I feel true. like that's Steven. That is true. I hate team. to lose more than I, I like hate, to win. hate to lose more than I like to win. Well, we're going to be talking about winning tonight. That's kind of our theme. So, Steven, you, you've sort of segued us into this thing perfectly because do you feel like a winner right now? No. No, why not? Because I lost. <laughs> <laughs> but in the history of our show, you probably are the winningest guy in the, in these kind of games like this. No, I think Neff might be. You think so? Maybe I mean if we're going downtown, from like episode, you know, <laughs> he lost that one. Let's <laughs> just not bring that up ever again. So ever. Steve, Steven, you have a you have a great track Jack record Warren. of actually winning these things. But when you lose, it's kind of like those wins just sort of evaporate. Like if you gave first, you're last, man. <laughs> what, That's what, what I'm saying. What have you done for me lately? Um, did you watch the Oscars the other night? I did. Me and Neff watched it. Okay. Um, first off, the Oscars is too long. It's about three hours it's long. It's way too long. I missed really the first long. hour and still felt like it was too long. Yeah, it, it's yeah. way way too long. Now, when you watch the Oscars, 
do you like to try to make the predictions where when they when they've read the nominees? Do you go like that one's gonna win? That's definitely gonna win. Def and I have been talking for weeks about who we think is gonna win. We did it before. We had, we were talking about who was gonna get nominated. Yeah, we yes. had our nom like our not not only did we have like who we thought was gonna win, we had who we thought was gonna get nominated. Do you now when were you pretty much right on those? Uh, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Neff had all all of the best supporting actress. He got them all correct for the nominations. That was like the yeah. best that we did. That's like two people. Best support? No, no, no. I best actresses. Best actress. I oh. Are those best nominees? Still two people. Yep. Like okay. <laughs> like six. Were you surprised by anything? Um. Were you surprised that uh, surprised? Guillermo del Toro won? Nah. For um, best director? Uh, maybe the best picture. No, not really. But um, Guillermo del Toro, I thought he was gonna. I thought he could have won. I wanted Christopher Nolan to win because. Uh, I'm a Christopher Nolan purist, and I want him to win. That was his first nomination. But I thought his uh, editor won. He did. He did. <laughs> his editor won. He beat Edgar Wright's editors, both of their his editors. Um, but I thought Greta Gerwig was gonna gonna win. Now, I was kind of surprised by Guillermo del Toro, but I also wasn't at the same time. When you watch these guys winning, and Sheena, we watched this the other day. I don't know if you pick up on this, but like when you went and the, the Oscar goes to, and there was even one time when they, when someone said, and the winner is, and they're, oh, I'm not supposed to say that. I'm not yeah, supposed to say the winner well, is. Well, no, it was Mark, Mark, or, or I guess, maybe, I guess, yeah, because they're supposed to say the Oscar goes to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, shouldn't have said that. Uh, and, and the Oscar goes to, and, and you can kind of all see them sitting there. They have the little, you know, five way screen on there. They're on the edge of their seats trying to act cool. And they'll say, Francis McDormand, you know, and you can. <laughs> she went crazy. And she and goes Francis crazy. McDormand, who I'm terrified of. <laughs> right now <laughs> she's like woo, 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 I want an Oscar look at me I mean she was like she looked crazy yeah and then yeah. she got up and she was every bit as crazy as and she, she called Joel, Joel Cohen Joel Mc Cohen yeah it was weird well that's she's part of it part of their clan you know the McDormans McCohens mm -hmm. they go back in the day O'Reilly's eat their haggis when you when you see the faces of the people that don't win that's the best acting. That's that's oh, how they should get the best acting right definitely. there. Gonna it's like, you, and the winner is not you. And they're like, ah. Like I definitely <laughs> noticed like when when Guillermo del Toro won for best director, and I looked up at Christopher Nolan's face. He was like, mm. like he just did like I'm like, mm, very good. Perfect. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, that's he's a posh British man. He'll, uh, he knows how to lose with dignity. That was like last year. Um, uh, Denzel Washington got nominated for best actor. For got nominated this year too. For, I know, but for, for fences, well, yeah, for fences, and it was like this big thing where it was like, oh, he just wanted to do the play justice by making this movie and all this stuff, and then when he didn't win a single thing for it, every time they showed his face, he just looked like so sullen and yeah. so he's like, so I, disappointed. He's like, I, I rented a tux for this. I was in training day. And how about or Leonardo DiCaprio every year until every last year? Oh my yeah. You know, here's a fun statement: Leonardo DiCaprio, Kobe Bryant, same amount of Oscar wins. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So this is this is the thing. Like when I'm watching the Oscars and I'm I'm watching this thing happening and like they all get dressed and they sit in this room for hours and hours and hours. Like they try to act like it's a celebration of their craft, but I think like if you got nominated, you left and you didn't win, you gotta kinda feel a little crappy, I think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying, you can act like you don't, like, you know what, they were just so brilliant, they were just so wonderful. But you know what, you wanted that Oscar. Yeah. You showed up. You're not Marlon Brando sending a Native American person to come pick up your Oscar because of reasons. <laughs> or Joe Pesci is going, thanks, and then walking off. <laughs> Short of success. He gets speech. the jet ski. He gets a jet ski. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, I don't know. I enjoy, like, the idea of the Oscars. I, I had a hard time watching it this year because I'm going, oh, look at this. Everybody's got their pins on, and they're talking about, like, female empowerment, and your host is Jimmy Kimmel, who literally <laughs> got famous putting girls, scantily clad girls on trampolines. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I'm the, Comedy Central. Called him the Juggies. I mean, like, the, he is he, he is literally famous for objectifying women. And uh, he's changed, man. Thanks, he has Jimmy. changed. He has changed. Adam Carolla, though, he never changed. He got he has a hot dog cannon now, so you know that's <laughs> that's how you know. That someone's. was that was awkwardly a train wreck, and I loved every second of them taking everybody over there. Yeah. Gagado almost died. I'm just thinking if I'm in the theater and they interrupt my movie and bring a bunch of people in there, I think I'm a little ticked that they interrupted my movie. I'm not gonna be. I'm well, not if, be Mark mad if, they, in, if yeah, Mark Hamill walks in, yeah, Mark Hamill walks in. But and now it's a wrinkle like, in time starring Oprah Winfrey. But what? now I'll be I mean, like, if I want the resolution of this plot, I'm gonna have to buy a ticket to go see this. Thing I would have loved. I would have loved it if the the dude that they interviewed to have if he just spoiled the movie. He's Aww. like, this is who the wrinkle is. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wrinkle is Stedman. <laughs> That's an Oprah joke. Thank you, Sheena. <laughs> no one else knows who Oprah is. The Wrinkle is Tyler Perry in his scandalous shows. Uh, backing it up off the Oscars, you know, this is a season of winners, a season of champions. Um, we just got done with the Olympics. Do you guys like the Olympics? Yeah. I like the Summer yeah. Olympics. Yes. Summer you don't like the Winter Olympics? I just I enjoy the it, it was, I like the stories that come out of it. Why do you like the Winter Olympics, Jackie? I like the ice skating. Okay, that's the girliest answer. <laughs> I like, but I, I like do. The I like the curling. Ice skating is hard. Now, ice skating, I'm sure ice skating <laughs> is so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard that, uh, and, and congratulations, by the way, to Allison Janney for winning Best Supporting Actress for a movie that I'll never, ever see. But I just She like, was just the most terrible person you've ever met. I just yeah. like Allison Janney so much. Yeah, she's great. So I don't even care. But uh, okay, so so ice skating, figure skating, speed like you like the figure skating, right? The both. The girliest of all the, the ice skating. Speed skating is cool. Speed skating is cool, but I do like the figure skating because it's like dance. <laughs> well, like, the, well, the dudes in that are like so athletic. Like, you have to be because the. Wait, like, <laughs> okay. right, everybody, just calm down. Not I what just I, wanna, you were gonna say. I just like to watch them. <laughs> You out there on the ice with blades on your feet and no one to turn to but each other. Blades of fire. Blades of glory. Yeah, so, Jackie, <laughs> do you watch ice skating a lot? I feel like ice skating is a girl thing to watch. I don't know if I'm... If, am I being genderly... Uh, a yeah. Little, a little really? bit, yeah. A little bit, but uh, it, there's a reason why they, there's it's a stereotype It's a female-dominated dom- it. yes. like, sport, but like I don't watch it outside of the Winter Olympics, and even then this year, I didn't really get to watch the Winter Olympics all that much. Yeah. So, like, I saw a couple clips of, like... Some skaters. I think anytime the Olympics is in an, an odd time zone, it's harder to watch because yeah. like they were having stuff going on at like three o'clock in the morning because that's when it's happening. Well, they show replays like at seven p.m. But yeah. it's like, eh, I don't want to replay. I want to watch live so, sports. I work at But go back to the go back to this, the figure skating because I don't I don't follow figure skating. I don't mm. understand how it works. But I think I was with Sheena. We we're watching, and somebody did like a. Jump, spin, dodge, parry, thrust, spin. Brrr, you know, and they did, the, and they landed with like a little. Hump. It's called a triple axel. And I don't know what a triple axel, triple Lindy, you know, triple double. I don't know anything it's about fancy. these things. It is fancy. I get it, and I totally respect the skill. I totally respect the, the fact that these girls have had no life since they were eight years old. I get that. I respect I, that. I appreciate just to be on a flipping Wheaties box. I get it, but. They land and then they like, oh, she bent her knees a little bit, and like you, and everyone goes, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, what just happened? That looked fine to me, and they're like, oh, that's gonna cost you no. the bronze, you know? It's like, what just happened? How do you like? How do you think that that feels when you have literally given your whole? I mean, your whole life. You're up at five in the morning mm-hmm. skating every day for that one short like three minute window to like finally prove yourself and then you bent your knees a little bit and you're done you're going home back to obscurity going to get a job at the twisty treat mm. it would suck how, how much would that suck because like, I mean you think about it I um 
I did gymnastics as a kid, um, and then it's also kind of like that, which where it's like they bend the knee, and it's like, oh no, that's so bad. But like, <laughs> but they, they look like I'm but so it looks imp- so good. I'm so impressed by that you could even do those things. Yeah, my and- knees hurt when I bend them, <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing it professionally. <laughs> but like, I don't. I think when you put so much time into a craft. And you sacrifice so, so much for it because these these guys and girls, they don't just sacrifice their time. They sacrifice their diet and friendships and, and education opportunities because a lot of them have to be homeschooled or do their own kind of education. And those are my, that. Those are my three favorite things is getting smart, getting fat, and hanging out with friends. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, just think, I don't know, like... It's a dangerous sport too. Like you could break your ankle. You literally have blades attached to your feet. That's all you're skating on is just. I have thin literally blades. fallen on my head on an ice rink. You could break and your foot. And that's just me trying to neck. skate like a normal person. I can't. I couldn't skate. There I is couldn't no skip way. Or what, I think one of the most impressive moments, kind of going back to the office that we talked about earlier. One of the most impressive moments was the first time you see Michael Scott put on skates, and, and it's he like, like dang, he's really like, good. Oh, well, Steve Carell played hockey in high school. I'm just saying, it was, like, he's I was very really impressed. Yeah, now, now that's the thing for me that I don't I, like. I have a struggle with is when you watch these people and they're skating or they're doing their thing and they know they've messed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know they've messed up because a little bend and they know they don't wonder anymore. It's like I've just lost all my points, and then they have to finish their routine. They have to keep going. How yeah. does that make you? I mean, how do you feel like that's the worst? And they got to keep and they try to keep a smile on because that's part of their act. Is yeah. Well, as, as and you're just really hoping the girl from Norway really bites it mm-hmm. and kind of bumps you back up a couple points. Well, I think like as a performer, because um, I mean, I don't ice skate, but I play music. And so sometimes you'll make like a really awful mistake. You'll crack a note or something. It's like, well, I got to keep playing this, even though I totally just botched that entrance. Right. And I don't know. Like something that I do when I perform is this, like, you know what? It happened. I can't fix it now. So I have to keep going and try and win them over with this other thing that I've mm-hmm. got to do. Maybe. Um, so maybe that's what's in their heads when they're going through their program. Uh, but that's that's what I think. The, the level of anxiety is just so like to me, it's so I'm getting anxious right now. I just know. About yeah. it. <laughs> like, do you do you? OK, there were, there was the episode of the of the office when uh, D'Angelo became the uh, the, the manager oh and gosh. he kind of brands Andy as the the funny guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then Andy's like he's trying to be funny and tell him jokes and it's not really working. No, no political. Humor. So so he ends up like having to stick his hand in the toaster and throw cheese balls everywhere and, hot coffee. and then hot, hot coffee. coffee and he's like drink the soap drink the soap what and then you so, see Andy walk out he's like I guess this is my life now <laughs> and I think that's the way I would feel like you messed up and then you gotta just like you gotta just own it and just keep plowing mm-hmm. through it like that sucks and figure skating is one thing if you're in the luge what happens if you're halfway down that luge court Ooh. and you screw up like what oh, do you yeah. even you're do? dead that's what it is <laughs> that's what you I'm don't dead. live anymore mm-hmm. or you go back to Jamaica disappointed that was the bobsled oh, <laughs> the right. bobsledding yeah. team different thing I don't feel know feel the rhythm that's the way I used to feel when we had the sanctuary church softball team oh, and we're we just, never won though and no, I know, we won one game but legitimately because the other team didn't show no, no, no. up we won two games no. one was a forfeit and one we legit won and we celebrated like we won the championship Pizza one game, <laughs> one game in like three seasons. No, yeah, and like you would sit there and you would just watch the score just roll up on you, and you're going, "Oh man!" Because well, we were playing against people who were legit, like people would hire 
um, these people to be on their teams. No, we Sammy were playing Sosa. against we were playing against other churches, and people were playing on their teams to practice. Like they they were playing during the week on the church teams to practice for their like their real weekend their leagues. real weekend yeah. leagues. And like we would just sit out there, and, and it'd be like the second inning, and you're just watching them just knock them out. I don't think for a couple out. games we didn't make it past like the third inning we because got we run got ruled. run ruled. Yeah, it's like oh they made they they've got so many points up on you, and that's the way Runs. like like not only losing but losing spectacularly is so annoying to one me. One time when I was a little kid, I was in the Junior Magic Basketball League, and uh, we played against uh, this player named Austin Rivers, <laughs> who is currently a player in the NBA. He's the starting point guard for the Los Angeles Clippers, and his father is Doc Rivers, who is a He was the NBA, coach for, he was the coach for the Magic. He is that. now currently an NBA Finals champion coach. And Austin Rivers was on the opposite team, and his dad was coaching their team. Huh. We lost that game, and we were all in second grade at this point, fifty-two to four. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> that's what Neff gave up on his athletic they career. Let, they let this game go on <laughs> to the point where it's fifty-two to four. So we, we made two baskets. Just like that feels like that's like the opening scene from Team Well, they Wolf only or made something. twenty-six. Wait, um, yeah, well. Well, a couple threes in there from Austin. Hold on, I'm going to repeat sure. my joke again because I feel like you stepped on <laughs> I it. I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? Nothing. It's not worth it. It's you never. You, once you said the joke, you can't repeat it a no, second time. No, say it time. again. No, you can't. Say it, it again. It was really Christian, bad. When, Christian, tell him. You can't say it a second time, can you? You can't say it a second time. It no. was really bad when that golden tr- retriever came in and started dunking on everybody. Oh that was gosh. really bad. That was Airbud. <laughs> All right. Oh, when that werewolf came in and started dunking on everybody. <laughs> that was Teen Wolf. And, then and that's that, what I just said. You jerk. I hate you. The guy in the background had his fly down. It was really awkward. Nothing. We're done with this show. Good night, everybody. Come on, Steven. Then he drove off in his DeLorean. That's the biggest frustration is like, I don't want, like, there's sometimes when I feel like, like winning is a great thing, but like I don't want to play because I don't want to lose. Like I don't, I, I don't want to get out there and just get beat up and down. That's why I don't play sports games because you guys play these sports video games and I don't. The first time I try to play like Madden, I, I play sat down and played with Steven and he's like, "Oh, I'll teach you how to play." Yes, yeah, sure. sure. And then he's just like, "Teach you how to lose." This is exactly what I was like, <laughs> Steven, you suck so bad. And like little snot nosed fifteen year old Steven's like, "Come back when you're a man." I'm like, <laughs> "See, it was for me. It was like Steven, our friend David." And our said, friend for, Mike. For the next 12 years, Stephen, I'm going to treat you like a little man. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, little man. The first time I got Madden was like Madden 16, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited to play with all my friends. And they had the game for a couple months, so they, it was uh, Stephen. And if I've been playing Madden for about 15 years. I, I had it on the Wii once. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Uh, so I get on to play and I keep on losing every game. And these guys are like, "Oh, come on! You want to?" They text me, "You want to play Madden right now?" And I'm like, "Sure, I'll give you some stats. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's get you some loot crates. <laughs> Why not? I'm Sheena, ready to lose." Sheena, I don't. Uh, this is something that I don't know that we've ever had a conversation about. Like, what have you? Do you? Are you competitive in that kind of way? Like, I've never seen... I don't know that I've ever... No, no yes, your wife you is are. very competitive. Hold on. I, I was going to say, and like, as do I'm you know me? Yeah. But your wife isn't like... I've never Hold seen on. your wife... Hold on. No, wait. No, you probably... You you don't know the way I know. Christian, <laughs> is Sheena competitive? Yes. How so? Um. Okay. So we'll be playing a game together, right? And like... Le- <laughs> <laughs> She's already laughing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Let's play the game. <laughs> <laughs> But no, enough too too much, Sorry, too much. But no, we'll, we'll be playing like a board game or whatever. Like, like whenever my dad gets a new like card game and Chino loses and she's just like, I'm not playing this again. 
That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I'm never playing this again. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. But then, like, you can't do the job. Like, you can't, like, let her win because oh, no, then she worse. knows, and it's even worse. See, now, I've only seen your wife, like, not competitive like she's competing, but, like, when we go to Phyla games mm. and something happens against us in an unfair way. And oh, my and you're and you, I'm watching you and your wife have a car. She's like, you need to go say something. Phyla games. If you're not going to say something, I'm going to go say something. Phyla games is Florida Youth Leaders Association. These youth pastors bring their groups <laughs> from all across the state to compete in these, you know, pseudo-Olympic style events and uh there's a game called gaga ball oh, which is kind of like you're in a little uh, octagon arena and sand. and filled with sand and you slap a ball and around hate. and it's kind of dodgeballish you know well one of our kids got robbed last year i mean they it was it was in a the first round bad call and boy sheena was ready to go cut a youth pastor <laughs> in the throat <laughs> And I'm like, no, we're gonna be classy. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna stay high road here. She's like, no, you better go talk to him, or I'm gonna go talk to him. Hand me my keys. I'm Let Sheena talk. I'm to gonna him. go Wolverine on her. I think that that was what, like, I was thinking when you were talking about figure skating and them messing up. There was a bunch of, I think it was skiers, and like the weather was really bad. The and snowboarders. Like they kept, like the wind kept like moving them around, and I think that's like worse, like when it's out of your control and you yeah. lose. Like that's so Ooh, frustrating. What about, what about like a wreck in, in like a race, and it's somebody else's like bite? Oh, the Tour de France. When some when you like do oh, all yeah. these races and somebody in front of you wrecks uh-huh. and you can't go around them, but it's their fault that you yeah. lost, that you lost. That's, oh. I think that's more frustrating. That's Man, a, that's a trip. Yeah. Oh, that's like a seven-day, several thousand-dollar bike ride. They dollar seven thousand, several thousand-mile bike ride. They have a, It's very expensive. It's very expensive. I mean, the bikes they, are pretty expensive. They have a, a Tour bar. de France video game for the PlayStation. Yeah, they, they do. Keep, it keeps popping up every now and again on these little flash <laughs> what, sales that they do. What is it? R and L. Am I pedaling? Like, what am I doing? Like, what's the what's the motivation of this game? But if you play as Lance Armstrong, you no matter how many times you win, it's going to get stripped away from you. Well, it's because you. Cheat. Lance Armstrong is the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. He was a phenomenal athlete. Just had a little bit of help. Only one. Only one down. (laughs) (laughs) Nev. If you think I'm gonna let that stay in this show, you're nuts. (laughs) But that was brilliant, though. That was brilliant. Looks like I really dropped the. My son is here. My child. He also went to public school. <sighs> that's not an excuse. What his youth leader says in front of him. Oh, that's true. Oh my goodness. You're not wrong. His other youth leader laughs at. So if you win at the Olympics, and if you win at the Oscars, if you are a big winner in these different events, the t- if you win the Tour de France, what's the benefit of that? Like, what's the what, what? What is? What, is it money? Accolades. No, you don't get no. They don't get a lot of money at uh, from the Olympics. A is lot it of those, what you get on a Wheaties box? A lot of those athletes don't get sponsors after the Olympics. They they literally just have to go out. By and the way, I love that McDonald's is a sponsor of the Olympics. That's hilarious <laughs> Super to ironic. me. It's like yeah, that figure skater ain't never even tasted a McNugget before. Like when Michael Jordan was on the commercial, McDonald's is giving me the chance to talk to you guys about being healthy today. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> McDonald's and Olympics is an oxymoron. Yeah, I love that. One of my favorite commercials was it showed the pole vaulter. And they, they go to vault over the top and they miss it and like fall flat. And then they, they just show the logo and it's just a Twinkie. And at the bottom it says, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I love honest. that. <laughs> love, thank you, Twinkie. Thank you, Hostess, for your goodness. And we're glad you're back. But now, my question is like when when someone wins something, when it, when it says 
Oscar nominated or, or Oscar winner so and so does that give them more like credibility like like oh I trust their ability to perform now because they're an Oscar winner or be, you know they they were the best in the world because they have a gold medal Olympics well it helps them moving forward like a lot of Oscar like Kurt Angle like you know well yeah I mean well he's a he's a special special case special I mean Ronda Rousey won the bronze and she's still in the same they, they the all same they place. all end up working for McMahon. But um, like a lot of, I know a lot of like um, uh, like Oscar winners after they won their Oscar, ones that weren't in a lot of movies before, they get a lot more movie roles mm-hmm. from well, it. Well, because people think, oh, this guy won an Oscar, this is gonna be a good movie. But like you can even be, you can even be an Olympian, like the best of the best in your country, and unless you win, you're not getting any sponsorships afterward. You're gonna have to. I know a lot of Olympians uh, have to get regular jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like outside of, of their sport, yeah, because like, they don't get sponsorships. I mean, like Sean White and like Lindsey Vonn are like the only like the Michael exceptions. Helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah you have to winter, be like the superstar. Olympics, you got to you know. be like the superstar. If you can't sell Hanes underwear or Gatorade, yeah, you're gonna be working at Stereo City. Yeah, it's like, and then you also have to think like the uh, career time of an athlete is much shorter than it would be in another field yeah. because of the uh, physical toll it takes on their bodies all yes. the hours of practice and working out and perfecting their craft th- their body hurts yeah. much sooner than the rest of ours do because they used it and abused it what is mary lou retton doing these days from the cool. you know she, okay she was from she was an olympic star back in the 80s she was america's sweetheart though everybody loved mary lou what retton. is nancy kerrigan doing nowadays uh I don't think I, you know what Nancy Kerrigan was like the instant like victim sweetheart and everybody loved her until she was in the Disney parade. She came after the Olympics and I think they were at Disney MGM Studios and she was on a parade float with Mickey Mouse and she like the camera caught her saying this is so cheesy this is so stupid Ugh. and immediately so snobby stuck nobody up. wanted to have anything to do with her. It's like I'm glad you got clubbed in the kneecaps, girl. She's one of them. She was well. She's one of them rich, rich kid families. I don't. Well, I mean, you, you kind of had had to be rich to be able to afford yeah. to do all that kind of like. Yeah. I don't know anything about all that. Maybe she was just so talented that people gave her money. I don't, I don't know. I'd like to think it's a rags to riches story, but I have no idea. I honestly don't Nine follow. Nine times out of ten, it's not. But the, you know, anytime you see somebody that gets some kind of accolades or, or awards, anytime you see like a video game that was like voted best at show at E3, basically a, a movie or a, a game, anything that has little laurels kind of framing it around mm-hmm. the parentheses of like the little laurel leaves, it's like, ooh, this is fancy. Ooh, it won at Sundance. I don't even know what the crap Sundance is. Uh, the movie The Artist won Best Picture a couple years ago. It was like a movie that was kind of a silent film, but it was made like 2012, I want to say. And that movie wasn't seen by anybody. Nobody, like, it was one of those movies that, although it won Best Picture, nobody went to go see it before or after. It, Somebody posted the uh, the movies. It was like the, the, the Best Picture movies and how much they made as opposed to what the highest grossing movie was that year. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I think the last movie that was one of the highest grossing of the highest grossing movie of the year that that won Best Picture was Lord of the Rings Return yeah. of the King. Yeah. And uh, other than that, like like none of them, mm-hmm. none of them even cross paths. It's funny. Which, you know, of course, we just saw how much money Twilight and Fast and the Furious made. So yes. I don't know if making money necessarily means quality. Uh, yeah. McDonald's probably makes more money than Five Guys does, but it doesn't yeah. make their burgers taste any better. That's true. Well, this is the question that I have. If we're talking about winning, you know how you win at at ice skating if your knees bend you know you're gonna lose those points but if you land the triple lindy or the double or the flippy doo doo 
the, the you know the, the double axle the triple Gilman then you land and you're skating on and you get the gold and then and you won I mean there's a score and they keep the score and I don't know how that works but they keep a score they judge you on certain things you'll hear the announcers saying uh, they're going to be judging on grace they'll be judging on poise they'll be judging on you know the tricks and the different things like that and, and they have a system for that you know how you win at ice skating you do your best and you do better than the next person that comes along the same thing with any kind of races I don't how, know how they score the biathlon which is my f- favorite oh, the, the, ski, the skiing, skiing and then shooting That's like archery and yeah it's, yeah, it's, that it's, was the, the biathlon is it's it's cross-country skiing and then they do shooting they shoot at targets inter- inter- intermediately so between the skiing that's a weird like combination because you have to be good at back. both of them yeah and that's scary. It sounds American. <laughs> I, I don't. I think it sounds like Norwegian or something like that. I went to hunt for the Turk. <laughs> I went to ski at the same time. Crossing the country. That's what I was gonna say. It would be shoot interesting the, to watch at the same time. The Midgestalus. Like, kind of I don't think they ski and shoot at the same time. No, but that would be though. more it's interesting. Not a, it's like, not like um, a little buckshot that pushes them backwards. Wow! On, your, on your Majesty's Secret now. Service. Type deal. <laughs> Ski. Uh, was that Her Majesty's Secret or Service? Or it was License to Kill. It was License one of those to Kill. Two. It was one of the Timothy Dalton ones. Yeah. Oh, so the worst James Bond. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, the, the question that I want to know is like, what are you doing in your life? But we, you know what, you know what it takes to win. Uh, I mean, the Oscar nominations and the Oscar winners—that's kind of subjective, and you can make arguments of this person was a better performer than this person. But in the Olympics, you know, you get a better time, you get a better score. Uh, but but when people are judging and people are trying to pick a winner, you know, we had a chili cook-off and. People, oh, I like this one, and I like that. Nobody liked the really uh, Ken Huntley's <laughs> burn your colon, like <laughs> super fire acid. I know someone that it could was help only tonight. It was, only, it was only two alarm chili. Yeah, he was a, that's a joke. Two alarm it tasted like Godzilla pee. <laughs> Radioactive, but. Is this Godzilla pee? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it it's is. Five alarm Godzilla pee. get that? Good. You don't want to know. Don't know. Um, we we uh, when you're judging things and you're being judged by things. I have I had a friend that tried out for a job recently. He like went for a job interview, and like that's an agonizing process yeah. to have someone like judge you and look at you and say, okay, you are good enough in this area, or we like somebody else better than you. Like, I don't I don't know that I sounds like, like my that. dating life. Does it? How was Cracker Barrel, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is this is the thing. Like yeah, like I said, we trust we trust anything that 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 comes out that says, oh, this he's Oscar nominated, or this is an Olympic gold medalist, or this was the game of the show at E3, and as if it has little laurels around it on the poster, and it says, you know, it won at Sundance or at Cannes, or you know, th- it was nominated by the Food Network, or you know, we were even in a contest last year oh, yeah. for the Best of Orlando. Mm-hmm. We were like one of the top nominated Best of Orlando podcasts, uh, which says more about the state of Orlando-based podcast than it does about us, I guess. Uh, but we were nominated, and like EJ was nominated for one of the best you know, best local artists, and uh, and we both failed to win in those categories. And, and the people that won, you know, be that as it may, whatever, you know, we don't hate them that much. But, like, what would winning have gotten us? Like, would that have made us a better show? Would that have somehow validated who we are, like that we won based on the opinions of the listeners or readers of the Orlando Weekly, like, would that have made us better? I don't think so. More trustworthy? Higher quality? I mean, it may have gotten our name out there to people who didn't already know about us, but other than that... 
So how do you know in life that you're winning? In your life, in your personal life, how do you know, like, right now I'm winning at life? Christian, you're in school, so you have an easy one. Yeah. How do you know, like, I'm getting, I'm making it right, I'm doing it right, I'm winning? Making good friends, getting good grades. Uh, that's, and that's an easy, that your, your life right now in your position, you literally have someone keeping score of how well you're doing. <laughs> like, you, you can access that information and say, I am doing very well in everything except for Spanish class. So he's not wrong. But you're but but you have Puerto Rican blood in you. That means nothing. You're a Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Puerto Rican. But yeah, you he's not even getting a yes in Spanish. It <laughs> 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 took me a second because I took oh. French. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. But but uh, uh, when you get kind of past mm-hmm. that point in your life, like how do you know that you're winning? How do you know that you're 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 killing it? That you're doing it the right way? The first thing that comes to mind is when everything seems to be going right. Uh, but as I've realized uh, through time and uh, and uh, trial and error, uh, just because everything's going well doesn't always mean that you're winning. Uh, sometimes you got to play catch up, and sometimes you're playing playing behind. But I just think as I just as long as you know what you're doing is the right thing i think you can be considered that winning. like if you know like i'm following the lord i'm doing what the lord wants me to do uh i'm trying sometimes because sometimes life just happens and sometimes life isn't fair um but i want to persevere through that i think the ability to persevere it helps with the winning and you say that but like when i compare that to biblical examples a lot of times i look at the people that are following god and i go oh my goodness i don't feel like you're winning right now like job like, <laughs> like i'm sorry uh, well i was <laughs> even thinking, in the end thinking more like like the apostle paul like everybody hates you and they're throwing rocks at you and they're trying to arrest you and, and kill you or uh, you know i think about moses and it's like you're leading these people out of slavery into freedom and they all hate you and they all want to go back into slavery like that doesn't mm. feel like winning I mean we know from God's perspective that they are but you, you said sometimes what you have to just kind of play from behind play Persevere. from behind like it, 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 remind, it reminds me to get a little sports ball not this past Super Bowl but the previous Super Bowl when it was the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots and the New England Patriots were behind for 80% of that game but they didn't give up they persevered, they kept going, and then they came back and they won in the end. Well, they were down almost, they were down 20, almost 100% of that 28 game. 28 to 3, they were down. And yeah. they came, In fact, fun story, uh, when they designed their Super Bowl rings, the owner, Robert Kraft of the Patriots, asked for them to put 283 diamonds in the ring to represent the 28 to 3 deficit. Playing my Oscar music, I'm playing you off. And I'd like to thank everybody. I'm just going to keep... Th- Aww. They cut his mic. Wait, you see how the Oscars? <laughs> the they one cut guy, the dude's mic. They cut. No, 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 no. They started playing the music, and then he's like, "I want it for my father who died." And then they stopped the music. <laughs> they like bagged it up. They're like, oh "Oops, my. okay, sorry, my bad." We didn't know you were about to thank him. Um, yeah, so I, I should have been using this the whole time. Every time Stephen gets out of line, we're just gonna play you off the stage. <laughs> but I was making, I was making a good point. Please point. welcome your next presenter. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Good job, Stephen. As a Christian, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, how are, how do we win? Like, what's what does winning look like as a as a Christian, though? For me, winning is reaching goals, and as a Christian, 
uh, reaching goals would be like reaching you, goals is saving souls. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when you get well, what personally, it's uh, feeling like you're actually getting closer and closer to God with every encounter you have with Him. Like every every time you read your Bible, you feel like you know Him better. Every time you pray, you know Him better. And then outside of of, of your own personal life is when you see your impact that he he's using you to get to others like when when he's using you and you see the impact that he's given you the ability to have on others how do you know that your christianity is is in the right position that you're in the position for victory that you're not you know playing from behind or uh, on the losing side well i try not to base um my faith on my feelings if that makes any sense sure. because sometimes things can be going very 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 wrong in life but um, kind of like what Stephen was saying with persevering, that can make the difference. I mean, Job, for example, things got really bad <laughs> for a while, but he persevered and he he stuck through it, and God blessed him mm. even more because of that. There's a there's a verse in, in Ephesians. You guys know when he talks about putting on the full armor of God, mm. and there's it, there's a, a really cool line at the end of that that I was always kind of captures my imagination when you talk about uh, having to persevere or just knuckling down and getting through it. It says, uh, put on the full armor of God that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. And when I think about that, I think of, well, I guess just to kind of put it in a nerdy context, I think of Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi when all of the AT-ATs <laughs> are just blasting, just unloading everything on him. And when they stop and the dust clears, he's just standing there and just brushes his shoulder off. Like, like that's winning. And, and it's not even winning maybe even because like what everybody wanted to see was they wanted to see Luke Skywalker go out there and pull his lightsaber out and just, you know, and tear through the whole first order. It was winning because it, by standing and by persevering and by maintaining, the answer was it doesn't matter what you throw at me. You will not move me. It doesn't matter what you th- what you fire at me. I, I, I will stand. And when it's all said and done, I will still be standing. I don't know if this contextually fits what you're saying, but this is what's going through my mind. Uh, in Isaiah, when uh, the, Bible, the Bible says, uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, mm-hmm. the Spirit of the Lord will, will set up a standard against it. And that's just one of those things where it's like sometimes like that, like things just come at you. Sure. Uh, but the Lord will help you through it, but the Lord, like, he'll set up a standard against it. And that's the cool thing about Jesus is that Jesus straight up, I mean, straight up sets this pattern of, like, look, the world is going to come at you, but I've overcome the world. You have victory in me because I've overcome this this world, you know? And, and that's, uh, Jesus says that, First uh, John uh, kind of reiterates it, everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Um, I, I think that as, as Christians, victory is part of our DNA. Victory is part of our story but on the day-to-day how do we feel like how do you know that we're winning like what's the what's the thing you can say yes I did it right today like I stuck the landing today I made the goal today I I did the thing today and I can sign my name to this day and feel like I did a great job (laughs) if if I noticed if if I stuck through and still can come out the other side and, and even while it was happening if I look back on my day and I saw that even though Things were happening that were bad, and I still said God is good through those things that I knew that God was helping me through those. Mm. And I can look at myself, and I can be, I don't want to use the word proud, but, like, glad that my faith was was strong through that. And I don't want to humble brag or anything, but you know what I mean. But, well, like, 
you know that God is there through all the things you're going through. Like the other day I had a really, really bad day. I didn't feel like I was doing very well. But at the end of it, you know, I still said God is good because God is still good through everything. So and I, I think that to add on to that, I think when people that are on the outside looking in can look at your life and see God's goodness, even in the middle of a bad day, that we've reflected Christ well. I think that's one of the one of our standards of like, yeah, we're winning now because people are not seeing me. They're seeing Christ in me, like Galatians, um, you know, 220. Yeah. And uh, like to add on to that, and I might be taking this one a little bit out of context a little bit, but I don't think I am. But uh, when uh, Paul says, you know, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, like before that, he says, you know, I've been full and I've been hungry. You know, I've been up, I've been down, you know, even when things look bad or when things look like they're going well, we still can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. That's true. And, uh, and I think that that's that winning in the big picture of it is is great. Um, maybe to, to put it the Olympic standpoint, you know, it might be um, Team America might win the most medals, even if I mess up at snowboarding, you know, from in, in my event. Day to day, we sometimes mess up and we know that we have the victory overall. We're destined to win as uh, as we might remember DeGarmo and Keaton. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Never mind. DeGarmo? Yeah, but... Even though in the overall we are destined to win through the victory that Christ gives us, I think that on the daily we can still win in big ways and in small ways. And maintaining our integrity, our personal testimony. Um, sometimes when we win, we like that feeling of affirmation. You know, you want the the laurels. You want the ticker tape parade. You want the trophy and, and your face on the Wheaties box. Um, but just remember that our greatest reward doesn't come from the affirmation that we have here. Um, when we're truly winning, it's when we come before God at the end of all things. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's, that's what we're really aiming for. That's our reward, that what we do here in this world, this is our, our due labor, our, our, uh, our, our right duty uh, to, to honor and give back to God. But um, but I just want to encourage you today, not only you guys here in the crew, but those of you guys that are listening at home, um, play to win uh, in your faith. Give your very, very best. Do your best. Uh, represent God with everything that you have within you and uh, show the world that, uh, that he is good and that through him we are more than conquerors. So uh, that brings us kind of the end of our journey tonight. I um, want to say thank you to everybody for being with us today. We missed Jessica. Uh, mm-hmm. We send our, our love to one of the twins. We missed EJ. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for uh, for being with us and filling their seats. To my son. Bazinga, bazinga. CT Rockstar. Thank you were you supposed for- to scream. Ah! Ah! <laughs> and that's true. I forgot. Thank you for keeping score on us. <laughs> and to my, my lovely wife, Sheena. Hi. I've kept you way past your bedtime. Definitely. I've, I don't know that I've ever seen you awake this late. <laughs> yeah. That's so keep about right. She only has a... N- Never mind. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, one time, Sheena was very, very nice to me. We mentioned this earlier. She, we were, I don't even think we were married yet. And she, um, she got tickets for us to go see the midnight release of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. (laughs) And we went, it was her sister and her sister's boyfriend, and we went to the theater, and it was midnight release, and I'm sitting in that theater just falling asleep, going, this movie sucks, but (laughs) I don't want to seem unappreciative to this pretty girl who bought me movie tickets, and I got to be cool here. And I'm like, but this movie sucks. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm sorry for all. He the looks times. over at Sheena and she's asleep. <laughs> He's like, okay, probably. I have fallen nap. asleep in movies before. That is that's a fact. That is a true story. She falls asleep every night on the couch. I have to 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 wake her up and pick her up, and she just like stands and stares at me and puts her head on my chest, and I watch her kind of like zombie shuffle off to the bedroom. <laughs> Precious. Well, it is late, so I think we are going to zombie shuffle out of here. I just want to say thank you so much again. Don't forget to connect with us. We'd love to chat with you and connect with you. Have all that fun stuff, good conversations and good times. Try to put some of this to work in your life and let us know how it's working out because we want to see your faith by your works. Uh, thanks again for being with us. Uh, again, we're on all the social medias at Nerd of Godcast. Check out our blog, nerdofgodcast.com. And if you can, please stop by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. Uh, show us a little bit of love and a little bit of support. Uh, we're also going to be setting up some cool new exclusive Patreon events that are just going to be for our sponsors. Uh, some fun interactive things that are that are there. And uh, uh, if you are going to be in Orlando on May 24th through 27th for the MegaCon, the Mega Convention, yeah. the Nerd of Godcast crew is going to be there over in the Artist Alley. We're going to have some interactive stuff, some chance for you to win some cool swag and uh, pick up some official Nerd of Godcast merchandise, some convention exclusive merchandise, yeah. I might add. We're very, very excited about that. Plus, you'll be able to see our friend from Season 1, uh, Tori <gasps> Line, with her, yeah. with her art company production studio curry and rice uh she will be here for that so uh, and you'll be able to see ej stuff he will have a booth you'll be able to see ej uh selling his paintings he always has really good deals yes at yeah. the convention so if you're looking to pick up some official nest stuff and you're here at megacon um bring some cash because he practically gives those things away and they are uh astounding so uh we look forward to seeing you at megacon until next time steve supremo i'd like to thank the academy just for the nomination and thanks. Bazinga bazinga. <laughs> the big man Quentin Gregory Neff. It's challenge day. <laughs> <laughs> One half of the twins, Miss Jaggy. Bye. Up in the booth, Nick Sadler. Goodbye. And my family. Bye. This is CT signing off. <laughs> hey. I'm Tony T for the Nerd of Godcast. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But, but we can't stay, stay here. here. Hmm. Good night, everybody. I'd like to thank my mother. <laughs> and now, girls jumping on trampolines. <laughs> <laughs>